episode 120 of the Wrestling Podcast. Make some fucking noise for 120. Yo, listen, yeah. I don't think you understand the gas levels are so high right now, man. Like, I don't think you understand who we've got in the building, fam. Like, bro, come on, man. Man, let's give a round of applause for Osprey, man. Make some fucking Billy noise. Billy Goat, fam. What Osprey? People thought we couldn't do it while we're here, bro. Come on, man. You can I'm see the belt. You can see, see the, the belt. belt. Look at the look. Can I touch it, bro? No, you go for it. Yeah, look at the look at that. Come on. Heavy. Yeah, that's a bomba. Real thing, man. Bro. Real thing. Bag though is not pain in the ass. If you got like twenty yeah. kilos luggage, it just takes up ten of it. So Shit. Pack smart. Wow. That's oh, amazing belt, man. Appreciate it. Man. Thank you guys very much for having me as well. Like I do. Like, I actually watched the podcast. Like I've seen. All of them, so the, the energy, the vibes that you guys bring to professional wrestling is. Can you repeat it for them again, just in case you need to The thing is, shot. I feel like people are not listening when you know these people say this. But can you repeat what but you like, said? But it's because the wrestling community is horrible sometimes, and like we can all understand that, but just, we're all in this because we don't, do generally love it. And mm-hmm. just as someone who's actually watched the product that you guys put out, it gives me great energy, great vibes. I saw you guys at your call, you guys. Even in just your one section of your call, it's spread around the entire room of how you guys made that place feel real good. So mm-hmm. on that note, you guys are doing fantastic work. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. No Before we get into the intros, I know we're doing a bit of technicals. Um, how's everyone doing today? Ah, Yo, I'm blessed, man. I'm good. You know, just finished work. Happy to be here every Would you Wednesday. Do is it? What'd you do for work? I'm a designer, so I make websites and apps. Oh shit! Oh, can done. I swear? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you can you swear. You can say <laughs> everyone else, everyone else doesn't swear. I think like that's the problem with me. I'm just so Essex. I swear every sentence. Bro, like, get all out the system. There'll be bro. like an f bomb everywhere. It's why I could never go like anywhere. Like just funerals, uh, like <laughs> first. That was the first choice. I can't go to a funeral. <laughs> Um I feel good. Um as you know, always ups and downs, but um it's always nice having something to look forward to at the end of the week. Like I said, wrestling's looking forward to talking to you guys about wrestling every week is just, you know, it's, it's a blessing, man. Honestly. So I always thank thank God for that. I think one of the hardest things was like keeping this a secret to not let anyone know that we've got Will coming on. Bro. Like everybody was with us on Saturday and I was just thinking, ha. Huh. I know something. I got watch. a bad boy piece of information. You guys don't <laughs> even know. Because <laughs> we're watching, we're watching Ross Ray versus. We're watching your match with Ricochet at um, True Destiny. Um, oh, what the one with the road broke? Yeah, yeah, there's your boy. There's your boy. Nk. There's your boy. Nk. This is New Japan. New Japan correspondent. Love the work, mate. Love the work. <laughs> <laughs> the work you're doing is paying off. <laughs> but, like, he was actually a real fan of like Japanese wrestling. You know about the Japanese culture. So on time is like 15 exactly. minutes beforehand. <laughs> yeah. You know, so just, um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking with you, man. <sighs> you all good though? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, yeah, man. Nice to see you, bro. Nice to see you, Make some noise for NK. He's back on the podcast. Yeah, Make some noise for Versi as well. He's back on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to our boy Black. This the man that got you involved in New Japan a yeah, he's, bit. Yeah, he's the guy, man. That's Excellent. The guy. Thank, you, yeah, thank you so much. That's right, man. That's right, man. He's the only one that watches Japanese wrestling. No, I mean, but obviously, I've been on my Bruce. He watches Japanese wrestling as well, but... I call this guy the, indi- the indies. He, this guy knows everything. No, this guy comes to my first show. Now. I'm taking this now. Yeah. I am mini knowledge. I'm, there you are. I'm, I'm having that. He's, he's, I'm mini knowledge. That's knowledge over there. He knows everything. I have mini knowledge. Everything from, you I'm name it. I'm a historian. It, you name it, he knows it. Well, I thought it was going to be Lucha. 
Now I'm neutral. I'm not, I don't watch Japanese wrestling anymore because nobody acknowledges my Japanese. No, we do. <laughs> so now I'm going to talk about El Santo and Latin Lover. That's it. Oh, so you're going deep into like Mexican wrestling? I'm trying. Yeah, that's yeah. one. That's one thing I can never really like. Yeah. I couldn't sink my teeth into, yeah. but like I loved. I tried for like, like a when, day, I, when I started wrestling with Lucha Britannia, there, so that was kind yeah. of like it was always it's always a mad feeling. I, I never really understood Lucha Libre, but I loved where I come from. I was a I was a uh, a quote unquote luchador. Apparently, I, I didn't right. think I was, but I guess everyone else called me that. <laughs> so yeah, they did the anniversary show from last week. The main event was Averno against Ultimo Guerrero, and it was absolutely amazing. Like, Guerrero's so- a G. Such a great match, like I mean, the rest of the show I didn't watch, but I watched that main event and it was like crazy good. I done the um, Fantastic Mania. It was my first ever like tour with the Mexicans. They came over to um, uh, Japan to do like a tour. They're all fucking wild, like the most insane. But like, there'll be a, a like show for like five hundred people, and these ones like you kind of like take it a little bit easy. Motherfuckers are like boosting each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. A, uh, I've got so many like funny stories about them, but like I could probably never tell because I might get in a lot of trouble. But um, I was saying, yeah, on Saturday we do we've got to think of wrestling's house, right? Where we get like a wrestling match, I and mean, we get like four people, like six people on the couch. And they watch the wrestling. Six people. I mean, no, no, not one goal, but it's like what two, couch? two, two. Oh, so it's like, it's like, it's like Google Box. Oh, remember your Google Box? Mate, I love that. Yeah, it's like Google Box. So Google Box for wrestling. Google Box for wrestling. Yeah. So we had one of the matches we watched was Warspray versus uh, Ricochet, and um, I was looking at the match and I was like, oh shit, we got Warspray coming this week. And after one of the people behind me, they heard me saying it, and I was like, oh shit. So wait, what did you say? And I was like, oh, I had to break the news in it, and I was everyone was just gassed. Like, I was told you one. By accident, bro. Oh, I didn't even know. By accident. By accident. So, Spoiled yeah, man. It. Great match as well, by the way. The rope and the ropes broke. Which were, oh, mate. I don't know. Crazy. You guys continue that. Easy. That's crazy. Because we're professionals. And mm. like, mm. Make some noise mm. for professionals. <laughs> you, say it, you say it, but like, we did like, it's not like we came into wrestling and the door opened and it was just like, all right, get on the top rope. That's all you're allowed to do. That, that's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. get out there. Yeah. So, so many people, like, you get up on the top rope, but people look at you and go, oh, do you want a long career? You go, yeah, we'll fucking get down. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, everyone, everyone learns how to actually wrestle. It's just yeah. when that broke, it's just you go into like um, uh, an area of your mind where you go, right, what, what do we do instead? And you just cut out anything in the top row and just wrestle each other. Yeah. It's just yeah. simple. Because oh, I remember, I remember you had you had an interaction on Twitter today that um, recently that was hilarious. I remember somebody what was, was like, was <laughs> somebody was commenting on um, Francesco Akira um, in the Best of the Super Junior. Mate, oh, and then somebody, Ospre- Ospre- and then somebody Ospre- was Ospre- like, Ospre- oh, these, this is Osprey-isms. Like, I think you should make that a thing, you know. Trademark that, trademark that, and I put it on a t-shirt. I don't understand where this has come from. It's like, I've invented flips. Yeah. I didn't, mate. Yeah. You're the, like, El Santo, like I was just saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you're, the, you're the face <laughs> of jumpy, jumpy, flippy, flippy wrestling. Like, like Yushin Fondalaga invented the shooting star press. No, he didn't. Ospreyism did. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Before yeah. I was even born, before I came out of my mother, like, I invented the shooting star press. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just... Get over yourselves, guys. Like, stop smoking crack. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not hard. I don't, like... Just enjoy what you're seeing. Mm. Like, I, I, 
I go on for hours for like this stuff. This is why I like I am going to be entering OnlyFans and Pornhub <laughs> because everyone seems, it, everyone quite, seems to be saying so many lovely yeah. things about with the girls and like fucking cut like everyone looking like yeah. extremely gorgeous. But it's just like everyone's lovely to them, fucking horrible to me. Like, I'll break yeah. my back for you guys. Like, come on. That's what I mean, man. I just need to get my ass out more. <laughs> yeah, because I was even going to ask like, because like, because like in the wrestling industry, like, there are people who have a lot to say about you in terms of like, oh, like this guy, all he does is flips, all he does is this, all he does is that. Like, how does that affect you personally? Because it's like, you you go out there, you, you know, you put on a show for people and there are other guys who barely don't, who don't do what you do, who have so much to say about what you do. Like, does it affect you? It, it did at first, because like, if we're going to talk about like that first time I wrestled Ricochet, I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of time where everyone maybe first saw me. Yeah. But like me and him have done that match in so many different promotions, like mm-hmm. Evolve, Rev Pro, and like and I'll give every bit of credit where credit is due. Ricochet is like the greatest high flyer that has ever lived. Hundred percent, makes nice for He's my best mate. He's, he's my best mate. Uh, I love him dearly. Uh, even though I used, it was on a show at Colt Holics, he was like. Is Ricochet better than Will Ospreay? And he, and he went, "Of course I am." Like, <laughs> so I'll get you back for that one, yeah. one day, mate. But like, um, but in, in terms of just being like, he understands and he's such a good teacher and all that. But mm. um, I kind of took, other than Vader, like calling me like, uh, "This is not wrestling" or whatever. <laughs> and like, other than that, because I I kind of looked at his banter and was like, "Oh yeah, cheers for the share, mate." Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um. I kind of listen. I, I like to listen to you guys. And if you've actually got some actual feedback, okay, then, then give it to me. And I took every single bit of feedback on there. And then I got in the ring with Shibata and I've been in the ring with Okada and I've been in the ring with shit. And like, you can't... I can not again just in case they didn't hear it. But, yeah. like, uh, but even more, like, I can... Me and I've been in the ring. Keep going, keep going. Keep going, keep going. Keep going, keep going. Keep going, keep going. Hiroshi Tadahashi, keep going. Keep going, we're not breaking AJ Styles. Keep going. Keep going. My God. Kenny Omega. Not yet. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not on good speaking terms right now, so we'll just leave oh, that there. Um, yeah. But just in terms of just being like, uh, I I don't mind listening. Like I I will happily listen to fans like criticism, but in the same sense, just be prepared for my thing to be like I don't really care because you mm-hmm. guys don't pay me. My company does, mm. and all I'm down to do is like, and it's not like I'm waving the company flag and this is all I don't care. I, I do care about fans' opinions, but in the same sense, the people that are paying me are New Japan, and they're extremely happy with my work, and they wouldn't have brought in a guy who can only do flips if that was the case. It was just like, look at the backbone of what New Japan Pro Wrestling is. It's mm-hmm. like very, it's like a Nokiaism, it's Pancras, it's UWF, it's like kind of what Suzuki is doing, which is very ironic for Sunday that I will be facing Suzuki. But like, mm-hmm. if we were all doing the same stuff, then no one's unique. Yeah. So that's kind of where, like, I wanted to show. Like, I, I grew up a Spider Man, and I don't want to talk about it because I get real emotional when I talk about Spider Man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it is just one of those things where I just like, I wanted to be that. I wanted to be Spider Man. I wanted to be a Power Ranger, and then I was able to put that into professional wrestling. So that's who I wanted to be. But I know I can't do that forever. There has to be evolve, and, mm-hmm. and there, there has to be evolution. And now I'm. I'm believe I'm not just a flippy guy anymore. No. And if you Fuck judge it, it by the Michael Ogun match, I'm fucking caved his head in. So <laughs> that, like just that's be all and end all. It's just like that's who I am now. And it's just like 
in the British wrestling scene under under the bar. Like mm. and no one and I on it like and I mean that with like every there, shit, there are there are guys who will one day be able to do it but just when I'm gone like mm. I'm the bar right now and Can like, again mm. just in case you didn't hear it is I know it's going to upset a lot of people but the, the thing is that I will say is that I love that Rev Pro roster I think it is like mm. such a great roster I think it's got so many unique details but there is a reason why I've lapped the field mm. it is just like it's it's nothing other than. I'm the best wrestler that British wrestling has ever produced. Like, and, it's yeah. just, and like, <laughs> but like, say the Dynamite Kid, has Dynamite Kid ever made a bit of a Soka? No, no, no. It's has, he, has he held the top prize in uh, Japanese pro wrestling? Same as Regal, same as British Bulldog, same as Pete Dunne, same as Zack Sabre Jr., same as like every single person. I'm one of a kind. I'm literally the greatest thing this country has ever produced. So on that note, and like, and I'm, I'm, tw I'm 29 years old. I've not even hit 30 yet. Like, even if you want to go on yes. those, like, you can go on those, like, five-star, if you, even if you think about it, right? If that means something to you, whatever. If it don't, whatever. But in that five-star bracket, where it's just like, I'm about, I think I'm on the same as Ken. Then there's Okada. I think there's Kawada and like Misawa. Like, that Misawa thing, that's reachable. And it's some yeah. kid from England. Essex. There's some kid from Essex. Think about that. <laughs> like, I, I know I'm, I know I'm good how I do, what I will do with my talent and my ability is I will share it with that locker room and I will make that locker room just as good as I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. Also, those names you've mentioned, they haven't sat with us, so. Yeah, they got no, I mean, to be fair, like, you got to have, you got to have to be on this podcast to be the shit. Like, do you know what I mean? Obviously, you mentioned Evolution. I'd love to get into the Evolution of Will Ospreay right now. Um, I've watched matches from your early, your early, the early career um, to where you are now. NK is kind of NK showed me the match between you and Shingo, like I said. Um, and bro, I can't lie. What I've seen is that you've bulked up. Yep. Your character personality has changed. Like, bro, talk me through everything. Talk me through your big, like the early start, man. How do you was wrestling at fifty? When, when did you start wrestling? Fourteen years old. Uh, we got kicked out of our wrestling school because we got bored and decided to do backyard wrestling in the same place that we were <laughs> actually shit. training how to do like the you know the british style and mm. i was just like so boring so me and my friends went outside found like a big old bush and was doing like death alley drivers in bushes and <laughs> shit like true. that saw us outside banned a lot of us so then um I was like, I got into a lot of trouble as a, as a young kid. Like I, I've, I've been like stabbed before oh, and like, yeah, as a 14 year old kid, but like not really. The guy just went like that with a knife and he hit me. Like, but I'm, I'm, I'm alive. Like, don't panic, mum. Uh, <laughs> but like my mum put a, a she, was, she knew I was getting into trouble, but like, this is why I love my mum, love my dad. Like knew I was getting into trouble. And instead of being like, putting me into an activity that I didn't like, like football or rugby, they knew that I love wrestling. And my mum works in the theater industry. So she knew, like, uh, knew a welder, like a fabricator, and they built a wrestling ring in my garden. And every day after school, instead of like going out graffitiing or like smashing people's windows and shit like that, me and my friends would just wrestle in my wrestling ring and film it and put it on YouTube. That's it. Is that actually a documentary of you on yeah, Amazon? Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. if you just type in, oh, I'm embarrassed saying it, RCWA, and then my backyard wrestling name was Ace Payne. Is that still on there now? Yeah, it's still on there now. Like, I'm dead proud of all that Shit. stuff because like, at the end of it, it's made me who I am now. Mm. Like I actually preach to trainees these days, go out and backyard wrestle. And like I know that's a horrible thing to say because so many people will be like, but what about the injuries? Wait, it's like, it? yeah, dude, that was, I was like, that's uh, 14 years old. That was that's me and my cousin. Crazy. And my cousin was like 11, I think. Like, 
Yeah. Wait, Ace Spade's a sick name, by the way. That's uh, all right. Uh, I, mean, I feel that's a sick name, Ace Spade. Yeah, but trade on 2K22. That's nuts. And it's set to Foo Fighters. You've got to love that as well. But, um, wow. but yeah, just, I, uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, bro. Uh, yeah, but he's, um, he said he was wrestling. Do you encourage him to back Yeah, I do, I do encourage him because I do understand that there's risk and like, this is dangerous. This is, uh, I've, I've seen people like break their necks from this. I've seen... I've seen bones come out of like skin. Yeah. I've seen horrible stuff, and like and people have seen worse. People have seen people die in this, but like in a controlled manner where we was in a actual wrestling ring, like we had some form of training. We understood what we were doing, and we would go to regular training sessions. So like do that, but like there wasn't the outlet. Like the independent scene, there wasn't one when I was 14 years old. There wasn't a training school. There wasn't anything. So me and my friends would just watch Ring of Honor and just copy it on TNA X Division matches and just copy it move for move. So like, that's how I I learned. And from there, I found Greg Burridge and Gary Vanderhorn who are like, I've got nothing but like incredible things to say about those guys because they trained me from the ground up. They knew everything about my backyard in. And like every single time they said, they've said stuff like, we can't train you, but what we can do is structure you. Because I could do anything. Like if you went to top rope double moons, I could do it easy. But the the thing was, why was I doing it? I never understood that side of things. So this is where like I'm I'm, what, I'm, I'm educating all every like I've, I've passed maybe two of my GCSE subjects. Like I only found out in 2019 I had ADHD and I'm on the spectrum for autism. I should not have succeeded at all. The school system failed me, but for some strange reason, I fucking lock on to professional wrestling and I am passionate about it. I love it. And anyone that has like any type of love for it, I can just fucking like, I've got mad superpowers when it comes to shit and I can just make people fucking love this shit. So like, I love that type of thing. And then with Greg and Gary, they helped mold me and went on to the independent. So I was, I was under a mask first as Dark Britannico and, um, I was uh, opposite Paul Robinson, who's my best friend and still Shout is to this Paul day. Robinson. I love Paul Robinson. Best human being I've ever met in my life. He's always been there. I've got mad stories about Paul Robinson. Tell it like <laughs> of just promoters trying to sting just for money and the promoter's like this big and Paul's this yeah. big and him going, I will fucking kill you, bro. I'm just, I'm just laughing, just so much joy with that. But just one of the sweetest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. Didn't know what, what I would ever do without him. Um, so I'll be up working opposite him. From there, we became a tag team on the independent scene. We would do like Rev Pro and all the other good indie promotions that you guys can name. Uh, from there, I was able to break out the PWG. And then from there, thankfully, I've landed in New Japan. It's just been just growing up in front of the cameras ever since. Okay. At 22 years old, I was in front of, I was signed to, at the time, the second biggest promotion in the world. I had to like grow up yeah. in front of all of you guys. A, a kid that not educated, I don't understand politics. I don't really understand a lot of what today's society is. I was just, I think I was just a kid in a deer in the head in these lights. And I've had to like grow up in front of everybody. So like on that, like I'm fucking proud of that shit. I'm proud that I've had to like go through all the shit that I've gone through. So I'm here now and I'm just like, just grateful to be alive and fucking in wrestling. I think that's so sick. Um, before we um, <clears throat> ask you more questions, we forgot to do our intros. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're, so We're like 30 minutes into the fucking <laughs> Trust me. Um, 
Yeah, it's the full professional Nafi formerly known as VHS Baby. To my left, I've got. When I say go up, you say daddy. Go up, daddy. Go up, daddy. It's a strong star rating, leg drop hating, big back robbing, Kostroka loving son of a gun, your boy Dobo, aka Soldy Lee, aka Jordan Michaels, aka the Nostalgia Police, aka I'm not gonna lie. God forgive me if I bust my nine. And to the left of me, I've got. I've been watching wrestling mm-hmm. since 1990, but I've been observing since 2001. Mm-hmm. I'm all about facts and data over agenda. I'm the TDMOG. Mm-hmm. And this week, I'm absolutely bloody sick of dogs. I've had dogs <laughs> around the place. Like, it's your boy knowledge. Yeah. Um, you want to do yours, right? I'll just go, I'm the oh. fucking Billy Go. I'm the fucking <laughs> former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> The only person in Britain to ever main event the Tokyo Dome. Okay. The best wrestler in okay. the world today. Facts. We're lost, Factual. Facts. Shout out United Empire boys. Hold them up. Crowns I did it. Up, so we do that. So it's so. kind of like rock and roll. Yeah. And you cross the crowns over like Jeez. that. So it's a big old crown. So we fucking we're, we're, the, we're the kings oh, the of wrestling. Oh, shit. Yes. We're, yeah, we're the fucking kings we're of wrestling. Right yes, now, yes, mate. Like, honestly, like, name a better fucking unit. Look at our fucking unit. Like, literally, it's just the best fucking dudes. So, I love my fucking group. No one else got, like, sick intros to do. Like, yeah, it's coming. What's going on? It's your boy, Luke V, a.k.a. Versi Jones, a.k.a. The Masked Marine Man. I'm here. I'm back after a hiatus. Can't speak. Good to be back with the man, them. We're here. Masked Man, stand up. Let's go. Who's that jumping out the sky? Yo, people, it's your boy NK, AK, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, AK, the hood Japanese correspondent, AK, the CEO, the president, the commissioner of the TDM, Tokyo Dome Merchants. I'm in the building. It's a special episode, so give me everything Give me everything now. Okay, okay, you'll get everything, if I remember. It's your boy Laps, the main event liver and champagne sipper. Back again for that wrestle talk, that smack talk, that Will Ospreay talk, that get breast things to how many subscribers? 10K subscribers talk. We're in the building, done though. I like that, I like that. It's gonna go up by the end of this session. Oh, bro. Hey, listen, I can't lie. I know you wanted to do the whole drop the picture. I'm dropping it tonight. I need people's tables to be shaking like this, bro. And listen, oh shit, what's right? Like, um, I, I was thinking on my way here, yeah. yeah, like, literally, like, no gas, like, this is, like, you, you've had an amazing one in, like, 2022. I've just seen deep in the matches you've had with Zack Sabre Jr., the match you just had with, um, the four-way you just had with Moxley, Juice Robinson, Tanahashi, the match you've had with Moxley himself, Okada, Christian, Oku, and it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm literally in the room with the best wrestler in the world, and it's like, I want to talk about, because... Your start in New Japan, you were like kind of like the upstart baby face, you were in chaos, you were in all of that. And just to see your transition from who you were then to who you are now, it's like, it's cr- like what what inspired like the transformation? Because like you like ability was always there, but I just feel like now you've managed to put it all together and like now you're the total package. In, in terms of the character or character, in, character. So that, like the character, like I, I won't lie to you guys, it is a like I, I wanted someone that like, because the crowd just didn't like me anyway. Like mm. it's because like they, they hear stuff and it's like, oh man, and they, they love it. They just want it to just be, they want me to be this vile human being that they believe that I am. Mm. So in that case, I'll give it to them. Mm-hmm. But like, and the closest thing that I could think of to someone like who was kind of in the same category, but he earns way more money than me, was that Jake Paul? Like oh. that's literally, I saw that 
And I saw everything. He was just getting heat because he was one of these YouTube sensation mm -hmm. guys that just made so much money. And people were like, fuck this guy. I can barely pay my fucking student loan. And this guy's rolling around in every car that I've ever dreamed of wearing all the watches. Versace yeah, yeah, yeah. jackets. Versace yeah. jackets, all of that. Why am I not him? Why do I not? And I sat there, I went, that's me. That's that. Like, at first I really, like, I really looked at, um, Tom Hardy's portrayal in Legend of the, the Cray Twins, oh, which is yeah, just yeah. like, I, I love that film, so it's one of my favorite films. Yeah. But just, I tried it and it just, I, the suit didn't fit. Yeah. This does. Mm. Because I, I don't mind gassing myself up. Yeah. I don't mind talking about all the things that I've done and you guys have not. Like, I, I love, because it comes from actual speaking the truth. Mm. It's just like no one in this country has done a fraction a fraction. There's like one person who could probably like go against me in saying that's Drew McIntyre. That's the only person because he's what he's the only British guy to win the WWE Championship. That's Thank cool. You. But you had the opportunity to come to Japan and you passed to go to NXT. I I can go there one day, but for now, I want to be the top guy in Japan. And to be mm. honest, like I don't. I'll be honest and say it right now. I have no aspirations in going to WWE at all. And it's and it's not because of like the product or anything along those lines. I mean, I'm not a fan of it, I will happily say. But it's just my lifestyle is just, once again, I never wanted to be the big star pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. Japan allows me to do a tour and come home and live my family life. And like, yeah. if anybody has ever like spent more than a couple of days with me, family to me is everything. And like, I love my mum. Love my dad, no no shame in saying it. Love my nan and granddad, and I'll bend over backwards and fold myself in half of those guys. But then if you're a part of that friend circle as well that I consider family, I'll do the exact same thing. And it's important for me to have those breaks away from wrestling mm -hmm. to be able to live that life. And because one day I, I wish to be like my granddad or my dad or like even my mom, because like that they're the people that have made me. So I'm like, I want to I want to do that one day. So but New Japan for me mm -hmm. is the enhancement and the focus is professional wrestling. I'm not doing storylines where I have uh, this guy up with my girlfriend and like whatever, or like oh, we've got to do it. We've got to do. A, we got to do a wedding angle. Or like, kidnapped by ninjas. Kidnapped by ninjas. <laughs> like, wait, what? Who <laughs> <laughs> kidnapped ninjas? Who kidnapped? Happened to I swear. You got kidnapped when you I like TNA as well. I must have missed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I should, like, but it's just one of those things where just like I um I know from the outside I am uh, I'm a guy who does a lot of a lot of flips and whatever, but like I'm a wrestler yeah. through and yeah. through and I like professional wrestling. And I don't mind like trust me on this, I don't mind the odd like love triangle angle. Trust me, I, I don't mind it, but I just like there is nothing better than when the bell rings and there's two guys wrestling and telling like wonderful effing stories. And then the moment that bell rings, you have one or two feelings in your mind. You're going, that was amazing. And the other one is, can't wait for the next match. Mm -hmm. And throughout my time with New Japan, that's all it's been. Uh, and I just, I love the company. It, inside and outside the company, that, that place has done incredible things for me, emotionally, uh, mentally, and physically. Like it's broken down my body because the the matches are extremely difficult, but they've always looked after me. And for that, like I've got nothing but love for that company. But like in terms of how like the character came about, yeah. it was just people turned on me. I didn't turn on anyone. People turned mm. on me. They wanted that. So then in terms, I'll, I'll give them, 
I'll give them that person that they generally do want. But uh, for me to have been the person that I needed to be, I needed to knock off Okada. Yeah. Okada will always stand in my way. It's not like, tell me someone else from Chaos that has held the main championship. Mm. You can't, because it's not true. Why? Because there's someone standing in the way. He is the gatekeeper. Mm. And although I stand here and I say, I've still not managed to get over that I still can't work out that I can't beat that formula of Okada. But I will one day, because this last Tokyo done, I kicked out of the Rainmaker. That tells me one thing, I'm getting stronger. You're getting weaker. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time. Mm. What was it like transitioning from being in chaos to now being your own leader of your own faction? I, I so this is one thing I hate the the term leader. Yeah. I've never liked it just because like I like I like group efforts more. Mm. Like uh, if for example Jeff Cobb in the G one nailed it. Like there's not many guys that can sit here and say that they wait like eight like an eight match win streak in the G one. Like it takes a special and because I had my injury, Jeff's like. Jeff stood up and like he went to the plate. And instead of me going like, well, no, I'm the leader, I should be, I just went, no, here's the ball, we'll block for you. Yeah. And like that's that's how I see it. And like if I was to put anyone as a leader, it's Okan. The great Okan oh, is actually so he's, like he's he, like he's he understands marketing, he understands everything about like the the art of what professional wrestling is on not just inside the ring, but outside the ring. But just I would say like I'm the I'm the founder of the United Empire. And it's just like, it, be honest, that's not the name I originally wanted. Like it was a different name, but like I'm not going to repeat it for certain reasons because I, if I do want it for another day, like I, who, who knows? I always like keeping things close to my mm -hmm. chest. Mm -hmm. But it is just one of those things where just like, I've been given the ball and I'm going to fucking run with it. And my track record speaks for itself. When I've got the ball, there is no one better at running that fucking line than I am. Mm. So I, I, I fucking love it though. I do, but the hardest bit was kind of just like, the weight, the weight was such a hard thing to do because maintaining a heavy weight status for me, like I'm, I'm 5'11", I'm naturally kind of like under 200. So now put like keeping that weight and eating and constantly uh, working out now. Like, I mean, I mean, not even say now, like I have like slipped in my diet. I'm not afraid to admit that. And I'm going to whip myself back into shape. Don't worry about it. But like, that's the hardest bit is like keeping that weight on, keeping true to your diet, whilst traveling to every fucking country in the world yeah. because you've got to prove that you're the best in the world. Mm. I don't just stay in one country. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I was like, I'm a champion in four different goddamn continents at one point. Like, that's the meaning of best in the world. You can't say that if you're staying in one promotion. Mm -hmm. I visit Bats. everywhere. Mm. I, I go mm. everywhere. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just uh, yeah, I just clocked. Yeah, hey, wait. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. We're outside. We're dropping seeds. We're dropping seeds. We're dropping seeds. Um, um mm. let's just open the door a bit. Forbidden door. What are we saying? Um, how are you feeling about that? What's what's your take? They didn't even fucking tell me that it was happening. I found out on the honestly, this is honestly how I found out. I was sat next to my, my missus. I was like, We doing a show with AEW, yeah. Oh, nice to tell me. Nice to tell me. Like that's honestly how I found out. They don't tell me shit. So like, for all I know, I'm not even on the damn show. But what? I don't know. I don't. I honestly, I don't know. But like, stupid if they are, because I mean, I... no, you've got. If you were on the show, though, who would you want to face? 
I mean, the obvious ones are like, like the clear obvious ones. I think it's Punk and Danielson are my obvious ones. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I'd like a challenge. And what I mean that is I would like a homemade guy, mm. like someone that didn't come from NXT, that didn't come from New Japan, someone that was like a home, because I think that's the challenge, mm -hmm. is can I do like a sick match with someone that was just born and made in AEW? I think that's something I, I'd like mm. to challenge that more. But would that be? One of the pillars, maybe like uh, Darby, Darby Allen. But Darby Allen came from Jungle Boy. Jungle I love to tear up with him. He, he means in terms of like AEW is like yeah. that's what's made. Like, oh, yeah. like, like for example, yeah. if you got like I mean the obvious ones are kind of like obviously he's probably wanting Kenny Omega and like he's got the show. Bro, that's gas. Whatever, like, Kenny Omega is gas. <laughs> I just it's not on good terms right now. I just want to leave. Like I just it's just when when you leave the building and when you leave New Japan and you say like hey you pull me to one side and you say hey man, you need to step up for this company. I believe in you, all this, and gas and gas you up and gas you up. And look at you moving the mic and going to get the gossip. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, they gas you up hard. And you put your heart and fucking soul into trying to make this. And like, because the bar was high. Mm -hmm. Like, for like both myself and Jay, the bar was high. And once again, I actually care about the, I want the fans to watch New Japan wrestling and be like, this is fucking professional wrestling. And now I'm fucking doing it and destroying my fucking body to do it. And then you cut me off online. Like, what type of a cunt is that? Like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, I look at you and I actually hold you in fucking high regards. Like actual like high regards. And I respect everything that you've done. I like, even when you've done that fucking barbed wire exploding match, it went to fucking shit, right? I actually was the type of guy that went, oh man, I hope they're fucking all right. Like, cause that, mm. the bombardment of tweets mm. that you get, I was probably the only guy that fucking did that. And instead, the way that you retaliate is by burying me to your fucking shitty little fans. It's just like, I'm literally doing my fucking best. So like on that, like, it's just kind of, that, that's kind of why like, I, me and Kenny just don't get along. Mm. It's just one of those things where just like, I'm sure he's got something else to say and whatever, but it's just one of those things where there's like, I I prefer him to just stay away from me So at this point because it's like, it's just, it's not even like funny to me. It's just like, you honestly can destroy guys like that. It's just like, you was literally the guy saying this and now you're saying that. You're like, mm. I don't like two-faced people. Like, be real. Just be real and that's what I ask for. Mm. But like, AEW-wise, like, I mean, once again, I love the product. I think it's brilliant and it makes me excited for to be a wrestling fan. Mm. So, the real challenge for me is, is just like, there's obviously guys on there now, like Keith Lee, there's... Um, You've got unfinished business with Wonder, Mox. Mox, yeah, but like, that that, that would be <laughs> yeah. a hell of a thing, but just like, I, I still think like this show yeah. should be just like, let's just go balls to the fucking wall. Yeah. What are the fucking dream matches? Mm. What like, I'm sure like, Okada and Punk, Tanahashi and like... I want, I want to see Singo like, Hangman. Huh? I want to see Shingo Hangman. Shingo Hangman, that'd be a good one. Mm. Like, I'd, I'd like to see Kenny, Kenny Shingo. I think that'd be yeah, a fucking banger. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a be banger. Great. But like... You and Dante. Dante's a good one. Lovely boy as well. Lovely young man. But um, I would just really like somebody who was grassroots. Yeah. Because I think that's the mark. Because you've got all these star guys. You've got all these guys. Like, and they're the dream ones. They instantly think in the air. Top five. Punk, Danielson, all these guys. Whatever. But like the guys that were there from the start, yes. I like one of them because I believe I can have the best match with one of them mm. because they're hungry and they're going, we should be in those spots. 
So who? So you say you want to do that for someone else? Who is that person for you? I don't uh, like the thing is I don't know. Like mm. I, I'd love Jungle Boy because uh, mm. I think I mean I mean in the past so you said um so you're saying like right now you'd love to like take a young person from, so put me in that position yeah so the, so when you were the young kid who was that person in New Japan a- that took you AJ Styles and then, AJ Styles mm. I'd honestly love this I remember like honestly to this effing day like I remember it was like 2014 I think I was just about to wrestle Matt Seidel mm-hmm. and. Andy Quilden pulls me on one side and I've got nothing but love for Quilden. That man is just an absolute G. Love him. Mm. Gets on my tits sometimes, but I still love him. <laughs> right? And I'm sure I get on his tits. And he pulls me to one side and he says, January, what was February actually? You, AJ Styles. I cried, dude. That is like, that's the sole reason I became a wrestler. Mm. Like a lot of people will be like Stone Cold, Rock, Michaels, and I understand that. But like for me, when WCW and ECW got bought by WWF, Vince McMahon cuts the famous line, just like I bought my competition, there wasn't any excitement for me anymore. Mm. And then as a kid flicking through this channel and seeing this mad fucking six-sided ring, you're like, what the fuck is Mm -hmm. this? So you stick around, you watch it for a little bit, and then, and you won't believe this is the first match I'd ever see this, but like, the first ever match of TNA was Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniel. The triple threat. That's why, of course, you're going to stay. That's one of the greatest matches of all time. That music oh. fucking, like, that music hits that, like, you are, you like, are. And he's got that fucking yeah. red hood on. Yeah. You're like, what the yeah. fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's like fucking oh, red little right, hood no. and these red little biker shorts, like, jacked to the eyeballs and just like, all right, let's see what this guy goes. And honestly, I, this is the moment. I, I can just see it in my fucking... 14-year-old brain or 13-year-old. He grabs the top rope. Daniel's in uh, fucking Joe mm-hmm. on the outside. Jumps to the top rope. Shooting star. Shooting star. 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 Yeah. And I literally, that, that moment, that moment, Fucked. man, like it was either one or two choices. I fucking do my homework or I, like, Stay watching. I'm going to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> and like, the moment yeah. Andy told me that, <laughs> the greatest fucking like night of my career at that point, because I got in the ring with someone that I hold so high on my pedestal and the fact that when I met him he knew everything about me and the thing that makes it so cool for me now is I got my job from New Japan through Okada through Tunnel watching me but the main guy AJ Styles big up AJ Styles he's the fucking greatest man he's the fucking gold man Cool. I'm like, and that's and that's kind of how I even put him as the go as well yeah, because yeah. everywhere he's been, he smashed it. Everywhere, mm. he's the gold standard. It, smashes it. Mm. Even that's WWE, insane. the place that we all fall. There's no way yeah. he's going to yeah. be. There's no. They're not going to put that strap on him. It's a Champion nice in the year, mate. I was even like the week before he made his Rumble debut. He was in a service station eating McDonald's together, just talking the shit. And then all of a sudden, Sunday's fucking in the Rumble. It's just like. <laughs> I had chicken nuggets with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. hold that so high, man. I hold that to such a standard. Speaking of that, because I remember the first time I saw you live was you, you actually wrestled AJ. It was 2015, I believe it was. Was it the freeway or the singles? No, the singles. Yeah, yeah. But at that, do you remember like when you was in that match, like what was your, where was you in your career and what did you learn from AJ in the ring? He fucking hits hard. <laughs> he hits so hard, like unnecessary hard. Um, pacing, um, 
how to like structure a lot of the stuff and he, he says like little things that I don't want to break the fourth yeah of course it's just kind of one of those things where like after you wrestled someone of that caliber and it was the same when I wrestled Ricochet when I wrestled Matt Seidel that's the goal that's the man you just become a different wrestler afterwards mm. like every like I felt like I just absorbed all the guys mm -hmm. I wrestled's powers. Mm. And then when I re wrestled AJ, it was I, it was just like a light bulb going off in my head, just being like, wow, wrestling's actually like really easy. And then like, just, I think it was like literally 10 months later, and then New Japan wanted me to come in. So it was because he was on his way out to mm. WWE. I think they was just like, Fuck, we've lost four of our guys. We lost Nakamura, we lost AJ, and we lost the Bullet Club. And apparently, he just went, Why'd you get that Will kid? <laughs> mate, <laughs> like, mate right. that's the that's like that's the goat to me. That's yeah. sick. That's yeah. so cool. Right. That's crazy. Has there been any just asking, has there been any interest in like WWE ever? Like, As in, of, of they, course they have. Like, I mean, um them so, hitting you them messages. Yeah, they've messaged like loads of times. It's just trying to put this in the right way without saying like a cunt. Um, it's just one of those things where like when it all got current because New Japan put it in first and I've always just wanted Japan. Like, although not like New Japan, at first I wanted to go Dragon Gate. Because mm. I just oh, had those, right. like Ricochet was there. Like, yeah, and I looked yeah. at, like Ricochet's like my big brother in a weird way. I just kind of like, I wanted to follow him and I wanted to do all of that. And that was kind of the style that I really enjoyed doing. Um, so I wanted to go there, but then this opportunity came up and there was this, and it was like, almost like a tryout like sad i was just really blessed like you just got to imagine it in october that like rev pro did the crossover show and i had gator ringside watching me i was in the ring with okada the office was backstage and tana was peeking through the curtain it's like that's literally the four guys that you want so like if i shit the bed here i'm done i'm over this ain't happening instead like i nailed it and then after that uh, Impact wanted me and at the time I really wasn't a fan of Impact and I, I, I like actually putting positives on shit now because I did a tweet yeah, a I said a tweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. you wrestled at Impact as well yeah King I did yeah I done the Kingdom Mountain I, like, I wrestled with Mark Andrews against the American Wolves like, yeah. I, like I, I think it's got to be said and we should all be positive about wrestling when stuff like this should be said because at one point we all thought I can honestly say this I think everybody thought Tina's going to go under they're going to get bankrupt yeah. they're going to be done yeah. They have weathered this storm so good, and that speaks volumes to the talent, the office backstage, and everything in between the fans. It's just like it's such a good product now, and I think it deserves its like it deserves its like praise. Uh, but like at the time, yeah, Impact I didn't really want, so it's toss up between WWE and New Japan. And at the time, obviously NXT was a thing. Prince Devitt just went yeah. through there. Uh, Kenta was Kenta. Yeah, Kenta yeah, Joe was, was there. Kenta Joe, Joe and Sami Zayn. So. <laughs> everyone that went there had done at least something in Japan like Puck especially like he, everyone did something in Japan whether it's one tour or whatever so in my mind I just was I politely said that I would prefer they wanted me for the Cruiserweight Classic and then when they find out I was going into chaos so so was that the same Cruiserweight Classic that Zach and Ibushi did yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so they wanted me in that they wanted me in that but like I I didn't like not turn them down, but I just stopped kind of talking to them, just like not really answering the calls and stuff like that. And so then finally, them, yeah, 
<laughs> but it was just a point where I just like, I finally answered the phone and I just said that I just really want to do Japan and then they offered me a deal. And then obviously for me at the time, like if I'm getting a deal, I fucking hell, like this is it. Because like, I didn't know I was like New Japan did contracts. So I was just, oh wow, this is like sustainability. This is like employment and this is WWE. And then when you ask your mum, like if you ask, you go out going to now and you go up to your mums and you go, mum, WWE or New Japan. Nine times out of 10, they'll say exactly what my mum said. I don't know what a New Japan is. <laughs> like, I know WWE. Mm. But like in my heart, it's just like I knew that's where I wanted to be. Yeah. So it was kind of like a no from there. They asked me back again in 2018. And then, because I think that's when they was, no, they were starting the UK thing. They wanted me for that. Weren't available. Uh, and then they wanted me for 2018. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 like bullet dodged like uh, <laughs> yeah yes yes um, but like just I've never really and it, it speaks it's not just the product it is just like I, I love my home life and like it's, I've always been here like I don't plan on moving like I even think like if American fans watch this I feel like they notice it. I'm hardly in the country. I go for a weekend and then the first fucking flight I get home. Mm, and it's because I just enjoy being around my family and friends. Mm. And it's nothing to do with like the American scene or anything along those lines. I just like my family life. And the idea that New Japan goes, we're going to give you this money every month and you can go home and spend time with your family. You can see like your little nephews and nieces grow up and shit like that. And that's like, you can't put a price on that. Mm. And although like there, there will always be like that doubt in my mind of being like, but what if you did go? I'm not like that. <laughs> Once again, I never wanted to be the big star wrestler. I'm just a bloke that was doing like mastic work and electrician work badly. Uh, and I was able to get into wrestling. And because of that, like I thrived and I can't speak enough of like, I'm thankful for the people that have got me there. And I'm thankful for the office from WWE because that obviously clearly says... They, they value my work, but in the same sense, I'm just like, this is what I want. Mm. I want my family life. And like, I'm, I won't sacrifice that for millions of dollars. Yeah. Or maybe millions. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I just, I, I love my family life and mm. you can't put a price on it, unfortunately. Like, you've been able to achieve a lot at such a young age. But my question to you is that, what, keeps you because you like you said you've won the IWGP every title you may live in Tokyo Dome like you're the face of essentially British wrestling you're one of the best wrestlers in the world like what keeps you going what keeps you like because a lot of people in your position can get complacent can be like okay I've, listen I've achieved more than people in their 40s like I'm, I'm done so what keeps you going what keeps you saying no I need to because right now what you're doing for example the feud you're having with Moxie is incredible and then the stuff you're even doing a US title with Tana it's, it's incredible like what keeps you going what keeps you thinking I need to still maintain my status as the best if you can't be relevant in the same company that you've been in in years then you're not that good and I say that because you stay in that company and you're too afraid to reinvent yourself and to try and push different boundaries and do different things. So instead you just go, well, I'm just going to take my act to somewhere else. And sometimes that doesn't work out. And I feel like we can all say like that act sometimes doesn't work. And like one, one of these days, maybe maybe I will do, be done with New Japan. I don't know. But like right now, it's just like what pushes me more than anything is I loved that Tokyo Dome main event. Mm. it felt like I belonged there I felt like I earned that spot but in the same sense that was not to Tokyo though yeah mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, silence. That's, 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 that's factual. That's and, true. And like, I, I the hate, atmosphere. I hate horrible. saying this, and like, I hate saying it out loud because it makes me feel ungrateful. But like, and I need to stress this enough. I'm so grateful that I was in the main event of the Tokyo Dome. I really am. But I remember somebody. I think it was Aaron backstage. He went, "How'd you feel?" And just before I went out, I went, "Nothing." Uh-huh. And there's part of me that's because I was in the fucking zone. And I was like, I know I belong here, but the other part of me was just like, it's not the to- it's not the full experience. And trust me, when I was out there, and I was like hitting fucking Okada with the Rainmaker, and I could hear him like, oh, and I was like, fuck, there they are. <laughs> and I was like, pow- like fucking shark smelling blood, yeah. like fucking pouncing on that shit. And especially because it's like you've like you've seen like you you were there at Wrestle Kingdom fourteen when it was like full capacity, yeah, and yeah. you've been there, and just to see the contrast. I between- saw Kenny versus Okada. Yeah. Mate, that was like li- watching that with my own eyes. Like, I discovered fire. I even remember at one point, like I, when he, Kenny kicked out the Rainmaker, there was a beer cup next to me. I was so excited that he kicked out. I just booted the fucking beer thing. Yeah. Like, just some poor Japanese person went, fucking hell, what was that? Like, it's like, that's the level of excitement. And I was just like, I only got like at best 10% of that. Mm-hmm. 10 fucking percent. I deserve the 90. Yes. I deserve the rest of that fucking percentage because like I fucking grafted. I've changed my body. I put in the what? Look at the time I won that IWGP Junior title. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fucking Big ate that change. motherfucker. Yeah. I, I ate him. I am now a completely different man. Yeah. I know I operate different to any other pro wrestler in AEW, in Ring of Honor, in New Japan, in All Japan, in Noah, in WWE. I operate fucking differently. I know I can get back there and I know I can do it with the fucking full capacity. Fucking everyone's allowed to make noise. 40,000, 50,000, however many thousand people in there. I just need to fucking hear it and I know I'm going to get back there because I'm that fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yes. G1's coming up soon. <laughs> the G1's coming soon. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to testing myself. Yeah. Now that um, visas apparently have opened up, I can only imagine the matches what I'm getting this year. Mm. I'm excited to actually get like something different. I'm I'm hoping the fans are expecting something different. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we need it more than anything. Like because I, I'm once again I'm I watch the product as well, and just like you guys, like it's, it's hard to watch with just the clack crack. I know yeah. I know how difficult it is to watch, which makes it even more. Of a blessing when I say like I got like and once again like you can take it however you I actually like the star ratings of Dave Meltzer's I actually think they're cool because when someone goes five guess what everyone does can't be a five they look at it and they watch it and they go actually that was really fucking good I'm the only wrestler to get a six star match without one person allowed to make noise crazy ever like that's that speaks to the fucking level that I put in I made six star worthy matches in fucking silence. Say that again. Just <laughs> I, yeah. I made I made six star worthy matches oh, in fucking silence. Four silence. Imagine telling this room right now to stay quiet. You can't. You can't. But in Japan, you fucking can apparently. And I made them fucking pop. Not just me, Shingo. I'm fuck. I'll put respect on that guy's name because although he's my fucking rival, yeah. hell of a effing wrestler. Yeah. I've grown up watching that man. Crazy Together. We fucking made that such a fucking epic match. Six effing stars and I came out of the way. It broke my body down. It destroyed my body to the point where I had to vacate the title. But that's something that no one, and I honestly mean this, no one in any company, any company can say, 
Six stars in fucking silence. Nah, crazy. Everyone's. Nah, because I, I remember <laughs> even last year when you won um, the New Japan Cup and then you and then you won the title. Um, I'll be honest, I was like, whoa, that's a, it's a big, whoa, what's place on the title? Let's, like, it's a big position for him. And you, you, you filled those boots, obviously you got injured. And then when you came back and then the run you've been on since the beginning of the year to now, it's like, like one of the best runs I've ever seen. Yeah. It's 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 insanity. It's and it's like like I in said, the UK, in America, Japan, it's it's, it's insanity. I'm the only traveling champion. Like I was the only guy go, like in a global effing pandemic, I was the only guy traveling to different countries. I was holding a Japanese championship, a British championship, yeah. an American championship during a global pandemic. Tell me someone else that did that. Just anybody. What else are they? Were they the Warrior? The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, the British Undisputed Championship and the Warrior Championship. Like, tell me someone that did it. You can't. Why? Because no one can do it. Like, Will Ospreay can fucking do it. And like, it's. I know it's just like, man, the fucking ego on this guy. I fucking earn it. I earn it because nobody fucking wants to push themselves. Everyone gets, and I get it in a global pandemic. I was fucking scared. Hell, I was, at, I was at home. I thought it was going to be like the bird flu. I was treating it like an holiday. I was like, <laughs> I'll be back in a minute, guys. Like, do you know what I mean? But like, like the moment that I had the all clear, I'm triple facts. I had this fucking virus twice now. It was just like, but I still went out there and like, and I would still go and wrestle everywhere because that's the meaning of being the best in the world. You don't just settle in one place. You test yourself against everyone. And I would happily say it, if anyone, if they would let me wrestle in WWE as a New Japan wrestler against any of their finest, I, I guarantee it, I, I, would get, I would not come unscathed. I would look just as good in, in the way that they film their shows as well. Just as good. <laughs> I, and like, I, I believe I believe that in my heart. And it's yeah. not me, it's not me ripping on anyone. It's not me like taking a shot at anyone. I just believe in my fucking heart. I operate different to every single person. Who can I see Will in WWE? Akira Tazawa. I'd love to see that match. Tazawa's sick. I was Obviously like Roman, Dragon Roman, 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 Roman. Mate, mate, I'd love to get in the ring with Roman. Especially because he's the guy that is um uh what's the correct name? Paul Heyman, like it's the his uh is it the it's not a special special counsel. Special counsel. Oh, yeah. Mate, in 2016, that man pulled me up on his stage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, there is there is there was rooted history. I didn't have a fucking clue that was gonna happen. I literally just came with Mrs. at the time and was just like, oh, I just want to go. Because I love Paul Heyman. Like, growing up watching this man and his passion towards wrestling, mm. that's what fires me up. It's like mad superpowers that you can do that. Like, you can talk people who aren't getting paid to put their fucking head through walls. Like, that's a superpower. <laughs> that's a mad superpower. And the idea that he sees enough in me and uh, what are the words that he used? Like, the fact that you're pissing people off is a testament to just how much of a revolutionary yeah. in this business you are. And I have fucking backed up those words. Mm -hmm. And like, I would love, like I would love to get in the ring with Roman Reigns. I'd love to get in the ring with Rollins. One more time with Drew McIntyre. Put me in the, the ring with Ricochet. I've never wrestled Prince Devitt. Mm -hmm. Never wrestled Prince Devitt. I'd love to get in the ring with him. Like, and I'm confident as long as I get to be me. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't change a single thing that I do, and you just go, here's your entrance, go out there bell to bell and do Will Ospreay. I can do it mm. anywhere and be anyone. 
Have you fought water yet? Have you? Water. Yeah, and I've lost them twice. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, what would you... Oh, oh, one of the water matches um, was... I watched it yesterday. We got the one, the, the five-star one. I watched that yesterday. OTT? OTT. Or... The OTT yeah. one, Love yeah. it. That Love was a it. match. Uh, Jesus, that was such a good match. I was going to ask you... Um, you've got Nick Wayne coming up soon. Um, GCW. You've got Nick Wayne coming up. How does it feel to be an inspiration for a, a new generation? It's like you are their guy. I would ask to pick a different hero uh, just because I I don't like, although I, I see myself very highly as a wrestler, I don't see myself very highly in a role model position mm-hmm. and uh, maybe you should pick a better role model. But like, I'm, I'm flattered. I really am just because he looks at me the way I looked at AJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that I can give back in some way and like I can, I can help this guy become the next big thing in by just by whooping his ass for a little bit. Like, <laughs> but like I, I get excited about shit like that. Like I, I've had people come up to me and say that they used to watch me when I was 13 years old and that makes me feel old. But like in the same sense, I take it with great pride mm. and it's like now what like, and it's only this year. And like, I, I wish I could tell you guys, like I would happily tell you off camera, but like, I wish I could tell you guys the transition as a man that I have gone through because now I previously you gave a 22 year old kid a fucking contract who doesn't know anything about money and all of a sudden gets all the brother I was wearing Lonsdale three quarters like (laughs) fucking couldn't afford a gym membership that like it changes people it does the fact like and, and imagine being on ESPN Sports Central because you and Ricochet did some crazy flips in a match you can't I was 22 years old at the time like I, you throw that at a kid and it fucking it makes you lose your mind. But now, as now as a man, mm. and with the people that I am surrounded by, my great friends, I'd happily name all of them, but I'll be here all day. But like the people I'm surrounded by, the people that I live with, the people that I share my life with, and the people that I go to bed every night with, and the people that I drop off um, on runs, I'd say that has changed me as a fucking man and I understand the responsibility now. The responsibility is there to now grow this next generation of wrestlers. And I hate that people will look at them and instantly tell them everything that's wrong about them. Mm. I'm here to make that change and like I'm here to help as much as I physically can. So although Nick Wayne is going to get in the ring with me and I'm going to teach him a lesson, it's going to be a very hard fucking lesson because it's the exact same lesson that I've gone through. And I'm excited to go to GCW because once again, I'm, I'm a kid that wrestled in his back garden. Mm. That's, that's grass up that place. Mm. Like, and although they probably don't view me at that because I walked to the ring wearing a coat that's worth 10,000 pounds. I walked to the ring with a fucking giant emerald green lion head. Uh, Versace in material. Uh, Money. And actually, like, proper stuff as well. It's like the actual Of course I'm going to wear it. A bit rabbit. I mean, maybe, but like, if if they know what's smart, they won't come anywhere near what my possessions are. But but in in that sense, it's just like, although I wear all of that, I grew up in the backyard. Mm. I grew up grassroots up. 
I like GCW. I like stuff like that. If it's dirty, if it's backyard, if it's blood, if it's violence, if barbed wire, I I love that shit. So I'm really excited to get in the ring and do a wrestling match yeah. in something that's blood and guts. Yeah. Well, let's quickly ask. Um, we spoke to Andy Quilden last year. Um, he, I know he's part of the championship committee for MLW. You got announced for MLW to make an appearance. What happened if you cancelled? I, I honestly, I don't know. Uh, I think they, uh, I think they booked it in a specific venue, and the reason why I wanted to be at that venue is because, like, well, not at that venue, but like in that area because I know the area. And then I think they just changed it and moved it to a completely different place. Okay. And, like, I don't like, I don't know if that was like my office clashing or their office clashing or something along those lines. But I, I have someone who does it for me. So if some, if I had somebody comes in and we go, we want Will Ospreay, they have to go through the office and then the office come to me and I say, of course I want to go to MLW. And I would, once again, I would love to go to MLW and wrestle their guys because once again, they've got a real sick roster. But like on that note, I have no idea what the fuck happened. I was announced and then all of a sudden I was taken off. Yeah. Uh, and like, trust me on this, it's like there's no such thing as like, well, like this guy's working the show and they said he can't be on the same roster. It's just like, guys, I've been in the ring with guys from Noah. I've been in the ring with guys from all Japan. Like I've, I've shared rings with like, I've like been in the ring with NXT UK guys, like while I was contracted to WWE, like the IWGP junior champion and the NXT UK champion was in the same yeah. ring at the same yeah. time. So if that's your excuse, then you really need to think of a new excuse. I think it was literally just, they had it at this specific place and they needed to go here the next day, but this specific place didn't want to, didn't accommodate this one. So they just cut that one out. But like, it doesn't say that I'm not going back there. Yeah. I, I, of course, I will go back there. And I, I look forward to the day that I can go to MLW. But like right now, like I'm a fucking busy boy. Like, <laughs> like it's hard being the best in the world. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to ask you, Will, because um, I always tell NK, because me and NK talk about this all the time, right? I always say that I've never seen a wrestler work as hard as you do. Like, and I've seen you wrestle like, like, probably about 20 times. And it doesn't matter if there's 150 people in the building, you work like you're in a Tokyo Domain event. Like, and now you've come along so far since, like, I remember watching you wrestle Marty Scarlet at the cockpit once. Mm. And I, at a time, I thought it was the best live match I'd ever seen. You did one with Seidel at your call, which is two out of three. Yeah. And at the time, that was the best match I'd ever seen live. And then like two weeks later, you did the Scarlet match and then that beat that. In front of 150 people, how, where, how do you like, get that motivation to work so hard in front of such a small audience, like to actually go out there and put on matches that other wrestlers wouldn't even put that effort in on pay-per-view in a main event. Um, I, I think it's because I've, I've got the handcuffs off. Like no one tells me what to do. And if somebody did tell me what to do, they know where they can go. But it is just like, it's like, and it's just facts. It's just like, I don't like, right. This is kind of where like the bad attitude that everyone hears about, like, don't tell me what to do. Like, and it was just one of those things where just like, it, once you tell me what to do, I instantly want to like go back. If you come up to me and, went and said, would you mind doing this? Or would you mind doing that? But the moment you go, you can't do this. I go, why can't I? Like, it's not the, like, it's not the word pussy. Loads of people are being offended by the word pussy recently. I don't understand why. Like, I think if you get offended by the word pussy, you're a pussy. Like, like pure and simple. Like, I just, um, I, I have this methodology where like, I think if you honestly pay to see Will Spray, and like once again, if you pay to see me, thank you. Like bottom of my heart, thank you because I, I've 
managed to convince you to part with your hard-earned money to come. We're coming on to me, bro. <laughs> you've you've managed to part with your hard-earned money to come see some little fuckhead from Essex. Like, do you know what I mean? So that means a lot in itself. And if you, I, I think if you don't put in the work, like, then why are you here? Like, I feel like you're just taking up someone else's spot. Like, for example, right, I'm, I'm going to shout this man out because uh, I've got so much love for this guy. Dan Maloney. Mm. Grafter. Fucking grafter. And the thing that I love about him, he loves his mum, he loves his little brother, and he goes out of his way to do not just the progresses and the rev pros, and I, I think he does ICW, I'm not entirely, but like these small all-star family shows, he grafts and grafts and grafts. And that's a guy, that's a guy that's like, who's like ready for the throne. Like he's ready for that like responsibility and just like, I, I admire guys like that. And there are some other guys that do see, they do pick out the curtain. And like, trust me when I say this, I've picked out the curtain and there's only like 200 people in here. Like just done a Tokyo domain event. There's only mm. 200 people out here. But fuck it, no, they paid their money. Mm-hmm. They paid their fucking money. So give them the fucking Will Ospreay Tokyo domain event motherfucker. And you go out there and I fucking do it. Because it's just, that should be the work ethic. It just should be like, in Japan, no matter what job you do, if you're a bathroom attendant, if you work in 7-Eleven, if you work as a ticket salesman, your job is to have that job with pride. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't. As, as a young toddler, I fucking flatlined. I died. Every single breath I take, I'm thankful for that breath. And I take great pride in not only representing my country because our country has come a long way has it had some fucking controversial stuff happen 100% have, are we clawing our way out of that fucking mess you're damn fucking right because I'm fucking leading that charge but like I am grateful to fucking be here I'm grateful for the roster that's supporting me I'm grateful to my co-workers for the promoters and everyone coming together but like if you half ass it then you're not you're not suited to be in the ring anymore because it's about the graft it is about working hard. It's just instilled him. It's my mother's fucking spirit in me to just work your ass off and give everything you've got. Because one of these days, I'm not going to be out to. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was, was going to ask as well, though, like, like you said, you're somebody who grew up from SS, low beginnings. How was it like to finally call? You said you got the New Japan contract. Now you're in Japan. Now you're amongst people that you may or may have not watched before. And what was what was it like? Was it a culture shift being in Japan? Like, what what, what was the experience like first getting into Japan? Terrifying. Like, uh, the one thing I will say is that uh, Japan culture, they, uh, they look after you very much. Mm-hmm. So, like, thankfully, the office knew that this is my first time coming to Japan. So they sent, like, not only a film crew to document it, to show how fucking nervous I was, but like they kind of help you out. Like here's how the trains work. Here's how this works. And like, when do you actually get there? It's a lot like London. Okay. More clean, a lot cleaner, <laughs> miles cleaner. Like eat your food off the toilet clean. Like, but just, I can't say it. It's, it's 100% a culture shock and you look at things and there are some things about Japan that you're even confused of. Like, I, I will never, like, to this day, I, I don't know why we're still in cut crowds. I, just, I really don't. Show me the evidence that, like, says that cheering is going to spread coronavirus. Yeah. If you can show me that evidence, then I'll shut the fuck up. But, like, I know that's not New Japan's fault. It's the government's fault. Mm. But, like, in, in the same sense, I respect I respect that. But I just, I just like, I have questions, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, please answer my questions. But, like, other than that, 
the, the culture of Japan. There are some things that I don't understand, but there are some things I wish England inherited about Japan. And it's kind of like space, minding your own business. Here's my space, here's your space. Like, if you need help, let's help each other out. And just the work ethic. The work ethic in Japan is just night and day. I'm sure you guys probably have seen some, like, low-end indie Japanese shows where there's hardly anyone in the building. Yeah. Great Sasuke has a, his own promotion, and there's probably, I like, love 20, 30 people there. But they still work. Like you said, they still yeah, work. They hard. still work. people there. Like, and it is about the what? It is about the grind. And the moment you stop grinding, I think that's when you start to become a lack lazy, uh, a lackluster professional wrestler. Mm. And I think you can tell. I've, I honestly see it sometimes. I can see it like when you're not putting in the work, you're not. And then like, do you know what I mean? So like my, my whole thing is just, I, that's why I love Japan, the work ethic, their environment. Like sometimes it can be real bad. It can be real isolating at times. Like it can be real lonely. Like especially during that COVID period, it was terrifying mm. like especially with someone who like I, I do suffer from anxiety and depression and like having to be on pills and then being on your own mm. and being told that everyone like stay in your room don't leave this this that and that it's isolating it's scary but for it all I love that country and I love the work ethic and I love the the care that Japanese people do give to one another I think that's so cool What's your favorite Japanese food? Oh my! Oh, oh god! I, I do love a yakiniku. I, I really do love that. There's like Kobe beef is just next level. Like I can't begin to describe to you just the the succulent flavor of this beef as it just like melts on your fucking tongue. It doesn't even seem real, but it is. It's just so good. Kobe beef for sure. Yeah. You mentioned about culture shock going to Japan. Um, you also said earlier about you had ADHD and you're on like the autism spectrum. When you found out, did that change anything for you? Everything. I Once again, I think we can all acknowledge the elephant in the room that I'm probably the worst person of wrestling you know, on social media, probably, right? Mm, no. No, it is worse. It is worse. I'm in the top 10 at least. I just feel like we're in a day and age where wrestlers should be like, it's, it's a different time, right? So wrestlers are more expert. Wrestlers are human as well as obviously they're working a character or working whatever, it's nice to see wrestlers actually showing their personality. Back in the day, you'll get like someone like a, I don't know, like The Rock or Steve Austin, and you, their arms, you can't even touch them. But now we've got wrestlers that you can actually speak to. Say, for example, I just drop you a message, you'll reply back. That, that's nice, you know what I mean? So it's cool, man. I don't think you like that. Okay, well, like, in terms of like, okay, I'm dyslexic as well, which like, I feel like I'm just listing off every single thing that's bad and just being like, oh, yeah, I have it. I have it. But like, I can't read and I can't write. I, I My handwriting is really poor. I have somebody read my contracts because I can't read them. I, I fucking struggle with this shit. And then like, trust me when I say this, it's embarrassing to say as a 29 year old man, I can't read bedtime stories properly. Like, do you know what I mean? That fucking like, fucking upsets me. Fucking fair enough. Um, but it is just one of those things where like, when I found out back in 2019, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I passed school. I've already got a mortgage to my house. And I found out. And you kind of go, oh, fuck. Like, I wish, wish I knew back then because maybe I would have thought twice about doing this or posting this because now people have this certain view upon me and I don't see that as a, like, I can't change that. I can't. Because mm. once again, so when someone thinks you're an arsehole, there's nothing you can change. They're going to think you're an arsehole no matter what you do. But, like, I would like to say, like, 
if you actually really got to know me, like, and you can ask all of my peers, and I mean the real peers that like have been there since day one, I would like to think that they will say, I've got a heart of gold, I'm just an idiot. And I'm fine with admitting that. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm more than happy to admit that. But just like, I would like to imagine that I'm the guy that will go above and beyond the line of duty to help where needed to be. And I think that speaks volumes, not just in my wrestling, because once again, like I did it all. Like I've literally done everything I've ever set my mind and ambition to, but I'm still fucking going. I'm Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I'm <laughs> broken down. I'm straight like you know, in Spider-Man where he's like, oh, my fucking back hurts. He's got a back problem. Motherfucker's still going though. Mm-hmm. Still putting in that fucking fight. Mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Wait, random question about Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. What's the best movie? What's the best what? Spider-Man movie. Ah, oh, the Tobey Maguire ones. Random. I really like the Doctor Doc one. I really like one. the... I like number two. Yeah, yeah, number two. Number two, yeah. Number two yeah, 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 yeah. I really like that because I feel like, especially towards the end, like, because I think we all forgot, especially when the new Spider-Man, the one with all three of them came in, I think we actually forgot that, like, Doc Ock was actually a baby face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it was like, he actually sacrificed himself to... I, I actually, yeah. like, forgot about it. So when I saw him back, I was like, oh, fuck. And when they saved him, it was kind of like, he was always the good guy. He was always trying to do that. He's just, like... And the thing is, I'm, I'm just going to say it now, right? And I know I'm on an island with this. I'm on, I didn't mind free. I just think it was overkill. I agree. I think I they, agree. Sandman. Sandman, Venom. Yeah, yeah. Harry's Green Harry Goblin. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I felt like what they could have done is- Just put it back. Yeah, I felt like they, they didn't need actual Venom. Just leave Black Suit PR and then you tease Venom for a next movie. Yeah, yeah. Number yeah. four, yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's, I think I would like that as well. If, like, he'd done that, like, whole movie of Black, Black Suit Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. And, but even if it was like Black Suit Spider Man, and then at the end he sheds it, and then the guy comes in as Venom at the end. Like, mm. and then so that may, makes it go like, oh, yeah. there's a Venom for number four. Yeah. Because, so, like, for me, I can't tell you enough how much, like, I can talk for hours about Spider Man. I really can, like, and I've, I've talked to my missus about it. I honestly, I've got emotional thinking about it. Because yeah. I like to think of it, and maybe you guys think about this with wrestling. I grew up as a kid watching Spider-Man doing the... Yeah. Like, yeah. All of us yeah, yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, yeah. 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 the comic books, yeah. the costumes, the, the costume, yes. all of that. The train sequence. And I did this yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. back the train. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking tense every muscle yeah. Yeah. on your yeah. damn body. You've seen the video of um, it's that Spider-Man gone wrong. So when he's like um, holding the trains and his legs break and his arms... Yeah, yeah, of course. I was actually going for a more emotional route rather than like... saying all that and just being like... Growing up with all that, and now still as a 29 year old man, I still have those same emotions where I'm just like, fucking love Spider Man. He's so sick. But then the cool bit about it is when you look at like a kid who's going through those same emotions that you felt and you still feel, that's powerful shit. Like, uh, growing up, I think we can all admit the three top superheroes were Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't relate to Superman because no. he's a fucking alien. I can't relate to Bruce Wayne because he was a billionaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can relate to Spider-Man. He was the guy that was just barely getting by on his bills, that could barely fucking do it, but was always doing the right thing and fighting for the good fight. I can relate to that. That's and like that's and now like seeing that go through like a young man and seeing him like doing all this, and you're looking and you're going. It's going like you're. I'm reliving what you're feeling, mm. and that's why I think Spider-Man is almost like bigger than like 
what it, it's bigger than just being a fictional character. Mm. It's almost embedded into every boy's soul. It says every boy at one point put on the black suit, the uh, not black suit, the red and blue suit. Like, and every now and again, through life, sometimes the black suit came on. Yeah. We had to shed the black suit to become back to red and black, red and blue Spider-Man. So is that where like, the, obviously the iconic spot between you and Ricochet when you lot flip and do the, is that inspired? Yeah. 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 Of course it's Spider-Man. Yeah. Like that's, that's the one thing like me and Ricochet is just like, it's the two Spider-Men. Like, do you know mm. what I mean? It, it's Miles and Peter in the ring. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? But like obviously the yeah, roles are reversed a little bit because yeah. like he, he was up, he's older yeah, than me. Yeah, the point in me. Yeah, yeah the point yeah. in me. Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really wanted Jeff and Jonah to do that. On that <laughs> yeah, Jonah's so bad. Oh, like, Jeff and Jonah are flipping money. Yeah. I need to see. Oh mate, oh, yeah. that's gonna like if you honestly think that New Japan didn't like hear that reaction from those two backing up into one another and just look and just be like, we're gonna make a lot of money off of this. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? How was it working with John Moxley, by the way? Interesting. He, he's very like I feel like he's 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 mad like he's proper he's hard hitting. Oh mate, like honestly, right? Because once again, where where I come from, was I was a fourteen year old kid, I was a bit of a chav, I was getting into trouble quite a lot, and just like I don't like saying I could fight because I'll be honest with you, no one's ever taught me how to like do a jab or do a cross or whatever like that. But I was a fucking nutcase as a fifteen year old kid. I'd watch some kid bite the cheek off of someone else. Like there's there's stuff that I've seen. So when he was coming back from like WWE, and obviously I knew about the CZW stuff, but I was always just like, I wonder how tough you are. I wonder how fucking hard you are. The moment I cracked him open and he kept going and I knocked him the fuck out on an elbow drop through the table and he kept coming. And just like, it's literally one of the toughest motherfuckers going like tough tough motherfucker yeah that's why the, the, even the match you just had that capital collision like you, did, you didn't give a fuck about anyone else you were just like straight to Mox you went straight, straight to, to because, because that's the whole thing isn't it it's just like I got fucked over like mm. of course I'm going to tap after a bell rings the, the matches can't yeah <laughs> but like I'm going to tap out after a bell rings because at that point it becomes exhibitionary it yeah. doesn't matter this this means nothing this is practice this is due, like BJJ practice or whatever right I'm ta- like but at that point, I was just like, I didn't think, like, I was kind of like, why has the bell ring? Is there a disqualification? What am I fucking, what's going on here? Because I know I kicked out. I know in my heart I kicked out. But like, the moment he puts a slight, slight choke on, I'm like, what are you fucking doing? Get off me. So on that note, like, I am pissed and I am still annoyed. And like, it's not just Jeremy. It is like Red Shoe Zuno as yeah, well. What for the referees? Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah, Like we need to hire like real referees, like El Hebner, who's yeah, never yeah. screwed anyone before in his life. Is he still working? Pure like, I don't know, but uh, well, at this point, I'm willing to give him a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to give him a goddamn job. His son's in impact. Yeah, but like, let's let's get him an actual referee that knows how to referee. What's your, what's your gym playlist looking like at the moment? Or what music you listen to at the moment? Mate, music-wise, have you got... I'm mad into disco music. I have a variety. Disco like, music? Like, yeah. I'm interested. I love disco music. Have you guys ever heard of Purple Disco Machine? It's no. just... Financial machine. It's, <laughs> so have I. <laughs> so have I. Lo- lovely boys, aren't they? But just like, I, I like good vibes and I like... Sun's out, crack the window down. I want to, I want to feel good today. Yeah. And just like, there's a song called like not for gym wise, obviously. I mean, yeah. to be fair, I was actually listening to the gym today, but like it was Purple Disco Machine. It's called Fireworks, and it's just like you just can't not be in a bad mood. 
Like you break up with your girlfriend, found out she's cheating on you, like took every <laughs> single bit away from you, play that song, you're like, oh, this is actually kind of, that's all right. Like, you know I don't know if I find that out, I'll die. But wait, you might not have a playlist or like heartbreaking moments. I do. I've got, it's called um, um, Sad Boy Hours. Yeah, I've got, yeah. Oh, yeah. mate, when you go over breakups and stuff like that, I do have like a, a like a playlist and it says like, do not play these songs. Yeah. <laughs> because like, it's literally a, do not yeah. play these songs. It's yeah. obviously just like, yeah. one is the love. Oh, <laughs> The, pla- like, the planes taking off like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets more emotional on planes as well. Yeah. Like, you get way more emotional, yeah. and then you find out everything. You're just like, ah, mm. life it's, sucks. It, it's those, it's, it's those playlists when it's raining outside, and you're just yeah. you're, looking at the window, just yeah. looking at the window, like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I prefer like the rain. Uh, I, I don't know. I might be on an island with this, but like, I really like sometimes I'll have the TV on here. It's raining. I will turn the TV off. And hear the rain here on the conservatory. Yeah, oh, mate, just hearing the rain. There's a like, playlist on YouTube for that though. Push yeah, mate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. sleep. I'm going Google. Yeah, like Google. Um, play rain. Play rain sounds good. It helps. Yeah, it helps. mate. It's like proper calming and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Like people just listen. Like that's why I love living in England. Yeah, I'm always calm and relaxed because it's always <laughs> fucking raining here. It's sunny out now. So I'm the only person I've tonight. ever heard com- like compliment the weather. No, I actually like, I like, like the thing is with England, right? And I can say this: I will go to battle for England. Right. If you go to like the, the hot countries, like I can't take skin off. Oh, like exactly. I can always put clothes on. Yeah. Mm. Like I can't take my skin off if it's too hot. And we've all been to a country where it's like far too hot. Yeah. Like this is unnecessary hot. Like we live in a country where I don't even think most of our venues have AC. Like no. you want AC? Open a window. Like I will go to I will go to battle for England when it comes to our weather because like yeah it's miserable but we're a fucking miserable country we're allowed to be miserable and like I just I don't like hot weather but I don't like cold like super 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 like, no, like yeah, no. snow outside like no. you know like one of those like when you hear the Americans and they're, they're in the news and then they go all over here and then they've got like a pipe and all of a sudden just burst and turn into ice and it's like no yeah, you're right Alaska in that yeah. yeah. No. Second. Could you imagine living there? No, no, no. way. You could. If you to, okay, if you had to pick one though, extremely hot or extremely cold, like living in, in, in Alaska or living in like a mad hot country, just boiling. Well, once again, I think it is just like I, I think I'd rather put clothes on. Right. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'd go. Alaska. Living them. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely live in Amsterdam, but yeah, can you live in Amsterdam? Between me and you. Back to regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah. Ask wrestlings. Ask wrestlings. We get you, the people, to ask us wrestlings some questions. Got a first question from my guy, Oladira. Big you up every single time, bro. He has a hot take for us. He says, I think Jimmy Uso is holding back Jay Uso. Mm, no. Huh? no one's holding no, no back no one. <laughs> I, I feel like that's just uh, once again, I don't watch the product mm. but just like why are we trying to split up real good tag teams yeah. tag team wrestling is like an art form in itself and once I think they've come a long way from doing the um, is it um, Haka is that the no they were doing the Haka before the yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Original, the original the original the Samoan so I think they've come a long way from doing that and everyone thought that's the only thing they can do to being this like fierce like uh squeezy yeah yeah, yeah like, but like this I, I love the look that they've got now and it's just like they've they've completely next leveled the game so that's what i mean about just like if you can't be like if you find yourself being complacent or well, maybe you need to change 
And I don't mean the surroundings. I mean, maybe you need to change something about yourself. And at first, it, like putting on a new pair of shoes, it feels a little bit, oh God, it might be a bit too tight. Break it oh God, I've got, got a blister from wearing this shoe. Like after, like you got to keep doing it. After a while, it will, slip, it will subside. And you're like, well, I actually kind of like wearing the shoes now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in those situations, like just why, why break up people? No one's holding anyone back. Like mm. that whole thing, that bloodline thing, fantastic. Love it. I think it's brilliant. Mm. Roman's gone now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next question from our guy, Gabe the Kid. He asks, um, do you think the top stars in the Attitude Era would have been as big as they were had WCW won the Monday Night Wars? Right. Oh, God. So I want to pitch this idea to keep, because have you guys started a wrestling promotion or something along those lines? God, you guys, you did, I saw something. Okay, it's, we're soft pro. We're part of a, part of a, um, a federation called soft pro. Sovereign Pro. Sovereign Pro, yeah. I, um, you know what heard about? Wait, hang on. Is, someone messaged me about that. Show you her. Yeah, I think he messaged me. Yeah, yeah. someone messaged me. Right. So, just don't you dare steal my fucking idea. Because... Okay, I, if, uh, is it... Can we tell camera? Is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. Right, but... Uh, I, I'm not going to steal it. Arrest me if I do. Okay. <laughs> Batty. <laughs> I, I get a ticket to the show and I'm going to jump the rails, right? Attack him first, though. No, attack yeah, him yeah. first. He didn't ask me to wrestle. He didn't, he didn't do. Alternative endings to wrestling. What if you booked guys to play the role? So what if, for example, this is my big what if, and I'd love to know what would happen. What would have happened if instead of Bret Hart getting screwed, Sean, Sean what would WCW look like? Oh, what if, bad. right, what if, and so you get wrestlers to play those roles. And so instead Take of actually, instead of, <laughs> Take like, the floor. Instead, instead of committing to a promotion where you actually have to give every fucking storyline every week or I think of new stuff all the time. Instead, you give a one night extravaganza where you're just going, instead of this, Shawn Michaels got screwed. He went to WCW. Or alternatively, what if it was Eric Bischoff who said the famous line of, I bought my competition. What would that look like? Can I, can I, I think Triple H would have gone as well, you know. Sorry? I think Triple H would have gone as well. After the previous run, no way. I think he would have gone. If Shawn Michaels gone, Triple H would have gone. And then we'd have the super NWO. Sean, yeah. Sean tried to leave for years, though. He always tried to leave, but they just wouldn't let him go. Remember when he, he went home how many times? Oh, yeah. Because like, he just refused to, he just didn't want to be there because he wanted to be with his mates, didn't he? Come. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's I've never heard that idea before. I'll give you that. I've heard some idea. You ever hear about Disco Inferno Alien Invasion? Hmm? Disco Inferno booked this, Eamon Russo came up with this idea years ago about um, when they were in WCW in 2000 about having an alien invasion and Mike Tanay <laughs> was going to be an alien and uh, they were going to have a, a like a band of wrestlers or something or other to, to uh, try and take over the company. <laughs> I'm that one and be like, holy shit. Like. Me and my friends have got fucked up to the point where we come up with like mad ideas and we could convince ourselves that these are like real good ideas. Like one of the other ones that I had was what if we made a promotion where Doctor Who was the general manager. And <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. No, but listen, right? no, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out, right? Just like, hear me out. Imagine, imagine Doctor Who going to all the different alternative universes in the world, or like Doctor Strange, in fact, and picking warriors to face each other in a ring. Like, who would win? Who would win? Little Mermaid or Pocahontas? Who would win fucking Captain America or fucking like Batman? Like, these are the, like, and I would convince myself, like, me and my friend would be all fucked up. But but, but you'll be funny. Fucked up and think like, 
if they got involved with it, if you just told the crowd today, right, nothing on the outside world matters. Everything in here, it's just, it's just fiction. It's just whatever you want it to be. Just follow us with the journey. Put your phone down. Come with us. And fucking Doctor Who comes out and he fucking brings out two warriors from different galaxies. Like shit like that. I'll shit myself though, first and foremost. No, <laughs> do you know what? As a, do you know what? As a wrestler, probably, as a wrestler I wouldn't go to Amsterdam, I'll be real. <laughs> as a wrestler, it'd be hilarious. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> as a wrestler, it'd probably be funny, yeah. You in the locker rooms, like let's say you've been cast as Batman or whatever, thinking, okay, what would Batman's moveset be? Yeah, but do you know what, what I mean? What would Batman's moveset be? Or what, what was would... his finisher be? Yeah. What is finish? Kill you. No, I think a lariat has to be some sort of lariat. Yeah, exactly, I would say that. So I'd say a lariat. Or like a last ride. Yeah. Batman doing a last ride. Batman's a really though. Do you, do you know how many wrestlers used to be Batman in the seventies? Like Superman, Spider Man. Here's another one for like the alternative universe wrestling. Right? What if you could book the Forbidden Door show? Back in the nineties, right? But it's not WCW. Instead, uh-huh. WWF Attitude versus All Japan. Who'd you book? Kawada versus Bret Hart. You two, Shawn Michaels versus Shawn Michaels versus Masawa. Ken Kabashi versus like Undertaker. Like the mad matches. What's that happening? No. Was, was, no. It, so, was, it, was it Stone Cold or someone? No, All Japan actually had a Tokyo Dome show with WWF. Uh, it was the first major show after WrestleMania 6 and the main event was Hogan and Stan Hansen. But, Ho- but Hansen found out he was going to do a job and he didn't want to do the match. So, respect. so Terry Gordy agreed. To, no, I'm sorry, I'm talking shit. It was Gordy that was supposed to do the job for Hogan and Gordy was like, I'm not doing the fucking job for Hulk Hogan. So Man they respect. asked Hansen to come in and Hansen, had, he had this amazing match with Hogan. Hogan and him got major color and uh yeah hansen actually done a job for Hulk hogan that was like the first yeah. time he lost a match in like a decade but they had <laughs> bret hart wrestled masawa on that show yeah. what yeah well bret hart against uh tiger mask tiger mask masawa oh okay so like, yeah it wasn't masawa yeah no, like, but like that's kind of like this is like obviously i get real fucked up i don't know people are looking at me just going like oh you need to calm down a little bit I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> but just like good but like I just think about this like all the time. I'm just like, what could be like fun in wrestling? What could, yeah, like, and that's kind of, that makes me go like, that's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Why don't we have like, I don't know, Dan Maloney dress up as Batista for the day and like. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, yeah. UK shows used yeah, they to have used the to have WWE show. Yeah, the WWE tribute show. I would love to do that. Stars in their eyes, Kane or whatever. Do you honestly think I want to do Will Ospreay all the single time? No, no of course I'll, I'll do it because it's my goddamn duty. But every now and again, I would love to put on some fucking chaps and be Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh, just come down like sexy boy playing. I know like, do something. Um, they do similar to, um, you know, the Masked Singer. Yeah. Where, um, you have like judges and people guess who the singer is. They have yeah. um, the Masked Wrestler. No. So it's proper, proper <laughs> IWTV, no. IWTV, independent wrestling TV. So yeah. they'll get all these independent wrestlers, they'll get them to come and describe themselves, but they'll all be wearing like, you know, those like onesies and suits yeah. and whatnot. And they'll get them to come and have a rest, um, wrestle a match. And then they have to guess who it is. Whoever loses, they have to guess who it is. But like, just yeah. imagine yourself being the booker for WCW and Shawn Michaels got screwed. How would you book it? He's going straight to the moon. He's going to the moon. How did they book Brett? <laughs> but like, exactly. Yeah. But like, it was like, oh man, you could have done. But like, obviously he had a broken hand at the time because he- Oh, he broke everything. his hand, yeah. Right? So imagine the same situation. How would you book that show? And like, that's mad. Imagine the roster that you have there. You got like you had the WCW Cruiserweights at that time. They had the best. You still roster, had like you still had the Radicals there at that time. Yeah. yeah. The Cruiserweight division was fire. How'd you book it? An insane amount of superstars as well, like top guys. 
Just the names that they had. So imagine they still had like Chono and as a fan, if you came to one of this and you just suspended your disbelief and just went, all right, I, I think Sh Will's Shawn Michaels today. Like, and just like, and then we just booked it however the fuck we wanted to book it. <laughs> I mean, that's so sick. I think that, that would be like really fun to watch. Like, What's actually mad is that you're actually not universe mode. I forgot to say. So we've got a universe mode which we, which we um, big up Nafi. We do every like Sunday where we've all made ourselves in the game. Actual faces. Obviously, we haven't got a ring of time in real life, but we've actually this got a ring of time. This is kind of creepy if you're going to say, no. you're copying and pasting my face. No, but someone's done it. Someone's made you on the game. So weird. <laughs> That's weird. It's mad weird. They've made you on the game. All the movesets there. The entrance is there. You can even put your whole song in there. It's probably sick. Um, finish your moves in the game. Trust me, everything's in there. And you're in our universe mode. I always do find it funny when people go, oh, the new move releases. Yeah. I, sometimes I can go, wait, just, why's my move in the game? I'm not associated with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I always think it's funny. Yeah. I always find it funny that the, um, the Robinson special hasn't ever gone in there because there's like only two people who can like, double spin yeah. oh, tail kick. Yeah. can never go in the game because they can't find anyone to do it. do it. Oh, Here right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> can't get it. There's only two, uh, to be fair, Robinson, Robinson could probably do it. So if you want to get Paul Robinson, go, go, go for it. Mm. Sick as guy. Let's quickly go through these. Next question from our guy Gareth Be You Up. Gareth never misses. He says, all right, Shag, marry your void. Oh, Katie Vick, Who's Bold, Katie? Um, Katie Katie Vick, Vick is... Bold Vince, or Dick the Clown? Who's Katie Vick? Katie Vick is the lady. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you want to know. I, 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 I don't think you want to know Katie Vick. Like, I can respect the storyline. I can respect She's a woman. I mean, she was she was alive at one point. I just don't like clowns. I love Dick the Clown, man. I don't think you understand. My obsession with this guy is mad. I think even... It's man, do you remember last year? Not even obsession, but I like this guy. I like the, I like the. So you're married, so, dark, so you're married. Let me get there, man. Let me get there. Where you got <laughs> the original Dory the Clown? The original Dory the Clown was amazing, the bro. Like, one, man, what did I try and buy in lockdown, bro? What the wrestler? You sending me oh, links? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To I tried to buy a figure, a figurine of Dory the Clown because I like him so much. I've got one. I'll give you it one, to you. Yeah? Thank one. you very much, bro. See, it's in my shed. I'll give it to you. Thank you, bro. I love Dory the Clown, man. I think he's sick. I wish he had a longer time. I wish the Hill Dory the Clown had a longer time. He he got he got fired. He yeah, had problems, and they got Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn Brawlers, yeah, to, to play him, yeah. yeah. And also like Waylon Mercy as well, man. Big up Waylon Mercy, man. What's Dan, Dan Spivey? Spivey. Yeah, he, he was another great wrestler as well, man. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had Bray Wyatt. Brilliant. So are you going to kill him? Brilliant wrestler. Huh? Are you going to kill Doink? Not married Doink the Clown, man. Mm. Bro, together we go, bro. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then are you going to fuck Katie Vick? Because that's weird, she's dead. Oh shit, no shit. But then because she was a but woman, like, she was alive at one point. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm I'm, a... I'd rather marry Katie Vick because she's already dead, so I can just be like, oh no, she's died. And then kill Dwight McClane because like, I don't like Kyle. So and then fuck Vince because then I've already got something over him for if I want a contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, um, GG on wrestling. Um, he asks, um, any wrestling icks, something that a wrestler does that completely puts you off of their work? Oh, man. A wrestling ick. Yeah, I've got loads. There's so many. Yeah, I don't know to start. Ones with smelly gear. I was going to ask you, Vader. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what was that like? Because obviously he was. Why did you get that from smelly gear? <laughs> I don't know. It just. You know, did you buy a ticket and by any chance as he walked past? <laughs> it's time. <laughs> it's I was the time. I was in the building and I was very you close. Was there. I was there. Oh fucking hell! And I tell you what, I was. Yeah, has anyone seen that match? Oh, well, I'm Vader and Wallace. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, absolutely yeah. shocked at how good that match was. I was not expecting that whatsoever. That's how I knew this guy was a wizard because, like, he pulled the best match out of Vader I've seen since like 1999 or whatever. If you've ever seen a chance to see that match, it was fantastic. But yeah. Vader. 
I don't like to speak ill on the dead mm -hmm. at all, but like it was an experience nevertheless. And it was, just, I've just got, for me, like I just have so many like funny memories of it. Like at the time, I remember being pissed, like fucking pissed, livid. But like now, just like little things, like when you're putting everything together and then ricochet slides in and oh, he goes, nice. who the fuck is this guy? And I went, and I looked up and went, why are we here? <laughs> like, I just, I remember saying that to him and just being like, the sole reason we're here is because we did the match and you didn't like it. That's why he's here. Like, what do you mean who the fuck is this guy? Like, like did, did he ever actually watch the match? Because I got the impression. No, he didn't. He just watched that. No, he didn't. That gif or whatever, like a GIF. lot of people. And like, once again, I can understand it because like, I, I take that feedback on board. Like, okay, I understand you guys, but that's just how I presented what I want well we that's how we presented what we wanted to present because that's how we work but it was just like when I actually asked him flat out did you even watch it he went no went, so why, why are we even here <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of people though. a lot of people have opinions on matches they don't let watch me, let me say. but like that's, that's today's generation how many times do you click on like a link like from a news bit and he said wrestler says this and then it's like, and everyone's like outraged you're like I can't believe he said this and then when you actually click on it and read what it's it says you go like oh actually he didn't say that at all like that's, uh, the problem with is like we're, we're all a bunch of ADHD kids. We haven't got the yeah. time to actually go like, oh, what's he actually saying? Oh, it's too many words. I can't be bothered. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we just move on with it. Mm -hmm. That's today's generation, mm -hmm. whether we like it or not. Like, literally, how many times have you guys been to a wrestling show? Like, I've seen so many times where somebody would be wrestling and the first opening spot, someone does this. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. that's how much of an attention span we have nowadays is if you don't grab us within the first minute I'm going to look at my phone and tell my mum that I love her like do you know what I mean so people want to see the I, I enjoy looking back on it I should say I enjoy looking back on it um, if you had put £100 down right now who are the two jokers in the own hearts movement oh, oh only 100 <laughs> I think Miro, I think, I think Miro's going to yeah. be one, and the reason I say that is because I think that Joe isn't going to advance because I think Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt are going to help him. I think Miro could actually benefit from that. If it's Cesaro or someone, I don't think he should come back and win a match because Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. And if it's, I don't think it's Cesaro, but I think it's Miro. As far as a woman goes, I have no idea. I don't see Brit. I think Brit's got. Yeah, but Brit. Yeah. Nixon yeah, but Brit's got to go through though, right? Nixon knew well. Nixon knew. Yeah. I would say that girl's mad talented, mad yeah. talented. So, uh, but like, yeah, it's just, it's just this is the only one I can think of off the top of my head that got released by WWE a little while ago and is like mad skilled. Like, I can't think of anyone in maybe Diano, Diano Prozo as well. Yeah, she wrestled last week. She wrestled last week. She's sick, man. Yeah, yeah, so good. I, I, so a lot of people say Maki. Yeah, I think it's going to be Maki. I've seen that today as well. What do you think about Gargano for the men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, of yeah. course, yeah. Fucking what about Gargano for the men? You don't think that'd be Gargano? Oh, it's not a bad shout. Gargano. Would be I like Gargano a lot. I like him too. It'd be a hell of a pop. Yeah, a big right. pop. Yeah, Next right. question from our guy, Ash Bash. Big you up every single time, bro. Um, he asked, what is the biggest venue AEW could sell out if they did a show in England? The biggest venue? What's that What's that one he owns? Cottage. Kevin Cottage. How much sold? What was that, 20? So I went there for the Ghana gig, Ghana versus Nigeria, and... It, That's a football it was quite, yeah, it was quite small. Yeah, it wasn't as big. But I was thinking they can do Wembley, bro. It can do Wembley. Not Wembley. No, 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 no,
Well, can, 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 you say that though, dude? Like, you never know. Yeah. So, never so, say I think it could be 15, 20. So here's so something that like, here's something like just inside of, like I, when I was doing like a promotion uh, frontline, before I sold it, I was looking to do a show in the Indigo O2. Okay. Mm. Uh, the, 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 oh, in um, Greenwich. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Indigo. Uh, I was looking to do a show a there. Yeah. And the guy that was helping me out was once again a fan and very thankful for that. But he said he, when WWE comes to town and they use their venue, they have an email system where they send emails out saying like WWE's in the building. And then like the majority of them just go, WWE's in the building. We're going to like, we'll, we'll buy tickets because we can go see wrestling. But if AW did that exact same thing, where they would like put use that email system because they were going to give it to us. They were going to give it to some small independent company to like use WWE's mailing system. Which is mad, but if AEW were allowed to do that and they put on a few faces that remember, like WWE fans remember, like Brian Danielson and CM Punk, yeah, easy, twenty-eight thousand, easy. I think they can do it. Yeah, never say never, man. They said Ring of Honor couldn't do Madison Square Garden, but they did it. I mean, that was a legend. That was a legend. Oh, you never know. You never know. That's the thing, because once again, we was in WrestleMania season, and. Like it, it was like a stone throw away from where WrestleMania was being done, or like at least an American stone throw away. Like you guys are way too big, so we're out. Um, but like, you never know. Like they, they have that many people. Like I, I even said this a little while ago. Like is WWE doing that? Like um, uh, showing Wales. Clash at That is a golden ticket for any independent promotion. How many? Yeah. How many can that place take? Seventy thousand. They've sold. They've sold like seventy thousand tickets. I'm sure they've said mm-hmm. that, right? As an independent company, what if you've got some like, what if you've got a building that can take one percent of that? That's still seven hundred people. Mm. Is it? Seven, yeah, I think it's yeah, like seven, yeah. seventy-four thousand. Huh? Principally, has seventy-four thousand. Right? So if like yeah. If you've got one percent, that's like still seven hundred people. Mm-hmm. Why not run a show there? Why not like fucking do it and like make a weekend out of it? I know progress about show. Um, don't we don't, we don't mention them here. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, we got. I know we've got other shows been mentioned, but I don't know about um. I don't know if that's there. Hopefully, we can get some news about you know other promotions going over there and stuff. I, I would like, like, I mean, I, I happily suggested to Andy, but I, I don't think he likes being like the piggyback type of guy. To yeah. like, but like, I don't see it as piggybacking. I see it as ex um, capitalizing. Not even capitalizing, but just opening up doorways for fans that might not know that Revolution Pro Wrestling exists. Mm-hmm. So, like, and that's the thing: we've done like a Rev Pro show during WrestleMania season. Why is this any different? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is this is in our back door in a weird way. Yeah, it's a three-hour drive away, but like, it's still like if we got weekends worth of fans there, and we got one percent of that 750 people, mm. seven hundred forty people, something like that. So. Why not capitalize on it? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'd say to all like the independent promotions that want to run it. Like, why why not? Like this, this is a business at the end of the day. Vince McMahon didn't get anywhere by like not <coughs> stepping on anyone's toes. Sorry, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, next question from our guy Lincoln. We drop every single time. Um, he says, "Now that I see this GIF, to say Will Ospreay's moveset has evolved over the years is an understatement. That and his physique. Which other wrestler do you see following in his sort?" Basically, following following in his footsteps in terms of the next few years, they're going to progress with their physique and their moveset. He thinks Dante Martin. 
Yes. Yes. Like, phenomenally talented guy. Real good height on him as well. Like, he's, like, really tall. Um, I'm going to shout out to my, my boy, especially just because, like, I, I brought him into my group for a reason, but Akira. Like, I, I do see I do see a lot of myself in him. Like, a lot of people don't want to give him the chance. A lot of people don't think he's got it. I can see it, and I know, and I think he will change. I don't think he'll be a heavyweight because of his size. Like, because being a heavyweight, you do have to, like, kind of have, like, a certain reach as well, and it's the way that you wrestle. But I do see him evolving over the years that come by. Um, Dan Maloney, I can I can see him being, like, like, Dan's got something real about him. Like, my dream match, honestly, for him is him and Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. I want to see them just, like, if those two just on a microphone together, like, if you ever talk to Maloney, man, that guy's a I mean, chance to win it. He's always on the Man, he's a G. He's a... Just a gangster. Just talk about like, just literally just talk about the things that he does. He'd probably never be able to do it on air, but just like things that man's seen and done, like actual gangster, but sweet boy. Mm. Absolute sweet boy. <clears throat> Next question from my guy, Penfold, big you up every single time, bro. Um, does AEW need to use double or nothing and possibly forbidden door as a complete reset? Why? 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 It's making money. Well, they need to reset. Mm. No, no, so there's nothing to reset. <laughs> No. He's just unhappy that some people aren't being booked, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Next question from our guys, Blacksmith Apparel. Big you guys up every single time. Um, who has the best and worst attires in wrestling today? <laughs> today. I'm throwing my hat in for the best attire, man. Like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. The, like, the a, giant, a giant fucking lion, like, on my shoulder. Like, no one pulls that shit off. Uh, trick, as well as that, I think, like, the, the people that made that... Um, Eat. Oh my god, I'm gonna butcher my name if I don't get it. But like, uh, Serena makes my jackets. I'm not gonna do the wife bit. I think it's like East Eastwood, and like she makes like it's all cruelty free. So it's all like really like I love yeah. shit like that. It's not a real. There's no such things as green lines, people. I'm sorry, yeah. but like, <laughs> like the detail and the thought process they put into it, and like my next jacket that they're making, it doesn't have a lion head or any animal head on it uh, for the next one, but it actually has like products that. Versace used and it's, it's honestly the most expensive thing. I like the, I like the light. I like it when you do this with the katana as well. I, the, yeah, katana, yeah. the whole thing behind that was I wanted because I was moving to Japan at that point, mm-hmm. so I wanted to show the like in, in my like this is the assassin like the Assassin's Creed vibe, mm-hmm. but like to for them an assassin would be someone who knows how to master the sword. Mm-hmm. So that was me saying that like, I'm ready to embrace the Japanese culture. That mm-hmm. was a real like. Under under level poetic way of saying like the assassins ready to become the samurai mm. way. Well, kept the assassin. Yeah, I like Cody's attire though, man. I'm a big fan of Cody's jacket. That's and... from like a superhero thing, right? Homelander, Homelander, Homelander. Homelander. Yeah, yeah, the boys. That's, that's the worst. Um, worst, 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 um, DDT attire when he's in all green and he's in pants. I hate that. I, I, like I, I didn't like his, I did like his, um, his leather tights. You know the shiny one that he used to wear? Oh, when yeah, first, yeah, yeah. I used to wear the elbow. I used to hate I that. Hate that where it looked mad baggy. I hated that. I remember Most him wrestlers once, can't pull off pants. I, I remember him telling me once upon a time when he was, because he, he wore the trunks when he was a junior heavyweight. Yeah. When the first and came he said along the lines of like, when they asked him to move, to like be a heavyweight, to move up to that level, he put on like a little bit of size, but not enough. But because he wore tights, tights enhanced the top half of his physique mm-hmm. more so that so it covered up the 
like the, the legs in a weird way so like the tights are almost like a hidden way of enhancing your body that little bit more oh, so like, mm. I think it's a very kind of thing cheat code yeah exactly cheat code yeah, no. <laughs> next question from our guy in the build dad I really love this question and this will be a good debate for everyone who is the current best wrestler in the world for okay. each region of the world so UK Japan North America UK ain't even the question Europe like I'm not even joking when I say this I say that with every bit of fucking fibre in my damn body there isn't even a fucking question it's me okay, so um, we all agree it's 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 not even because he's here yeah. <laughs> we had this, we had this conversation yeah. like weeks ago yeah, yeah. Well, who would you guys say are the top three wrestlers from the UK at the moment Will Zach Pack. Yeah, I was going to put Will Zach Pack. he's really I don't think he's there yet. I think he's, he's uh, no. I think he Not is yet. going to be. Mm. I think there is something very unique about him, the way he sells, the way he is able to make you feel and uh, get behind him. I'm very curious to see if he can transform that because he he did the same in progress. I wouldn't want to mention him. Uh, he did the same, but the progress fans never took to him. The mm -hmm. Rev Pro fans, and that's a that's a credit to Andy's booking. And the way that he structured things, so like big up to Andy to like the way that he booked Michael. But like, I would like to see him in a different scenario. Like, what if I put him in the best Super Juniors? Do you think he's going to get over in there? I personally think he will. But yeah. maybe to Japanese fans, they, they won't know because they can't speak the language. However, they can feel emotion. Mm -hmm. And he is an amazing. I mean, in terms of selling, like in terms of storytelling, yeah. now, mm -hmm. Oku is so, many so amazing. Mm -hmm. I so like I wouldn't put him I would put him in like in British wrestling top 10 I would say but like especially now British wrestling but like I still think he does have a long way to go because yeah, you've got guys like even like Dunn Bay Devlin Devlin mm. yeah there's a there's a lot but the British scene stacks though yeah stacks no we had we had a great scene we had like a fantastic scene we've still got like phenomenal workers it is just like it, I, I know it's in the rebuilding process but like motherfucker I've been dragging this fucking corpse that everyone's been saying and like I fucking CPR'd this shit and like, me and the Aussie boys <laughs> are fucking, yeah we've resuscitated this fucking scene and like we're gonna bring it back we're gonna bring it back to fucking Copper Box Arena, sell out that motherfucker yeah. again. Yes, one of these days. One of these, I'm telling you, just because I believe it, fucking hard. I believe in that roster. I believe in, like, I believe in British wrestling. Yeah. But um, America. Uh, yeah, it's close to America. Yeah. America. Uh, America. America. So, America. So, Danielson. Yeah, Danielson. Yes. Danielson. Mm. Kenny's Canadian. So, like. Yeah, it says North America. So and it does. Oh, North America. Are we talking about people who are at, so active now? No, no, as in. As in, okay, who I can't. Okay. It's all time. It's still no question. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, currently, who's the best wrestler? So, yeah. Danielson. Ah. No, it's Danielson. It's Danielson. Danielson. It's Danielson. Oh, and you know, I love AJ. I love AJ, but it's Danielson. It's Danielson. What did you say? No, best in America. It's Danielson. In America. I was going to say Mox, because Mox has been burned. For me, I was going to say Seth. Not top. I really don't Seth. He's not top. But he hasn't worked. He hasn't worked. He's not top. He's not Two matches with Cody have been good. Been good, yeah. But. Uh, I think like he's like I don't know like I, I really do love Seth's work I think he's like I think you can see he cares about his job and he like he's been given the ball and he's running with it and I think that's but I, I just don't know like I can't other than the Cody match I, I can't but then again I don't watch WWE that much yeah, yeah. I, I do watch AW and like for me 
Danielson. There's just something just raw about yeah, Danielson. Yeah, he's different. That. He's on different. But then I can see what you're saying about Mox as yeah. well, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe for me, it's just more so with Mox. Like I said on Twitter, the transformation that between the Dean that's Ambrose viral, character. Though. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Viral, the Dean Ambrose character to John Moxie to me has been like a, a revelation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like, also, and also what Moxie's doing, he's kind of similar to you where he's able to... He's going everywhere. 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 Yeah. So, Literally. Like, I hear you on that one. Yeah. Also, sorry, I just want to say this as well. Like, like Moxley, for example, and you actually, you have these great matches and because you have them so frequently, it's like people don't even get a chance to to breathe really. It's like you, Blake Christian happened uh, recently. And before- I think the thing where I kind of like where we differ is like I'm still doing the like the small and to be fair he is with GCW as well yeah, but like one. my ones are very easier to miss because they are on a lot smaller yeah. platforms than yeah. AEW yeah. so like where Moxie can put on like a barn burner with Kenny and Danielson or whoever that he wrestles like you have to be a like a real independent fan to <coughs> kind of see my work so like I can see like with Moxley, like I can see why people would be like, yeah, Moxley and Danielson, Moxley and Omega, and I mean, do we just limit this to singles wrestlers, or are we talking about Bucks? No, like, the Bucks, the Bucks are the best tag team in the world. Like, well, actually, no, no. FTR right now the best tag team in the world for me, but. Yeah, Aussie uh, open up. Yeah, Aussie boys, you have. I need to Carl say this. Like, yeah. Watching them live, you, you have no, no, no idea, yeah. and I mean this at every podcaster, every promotion, every single person. You have no idea what they're about to do. The moment those doors to Japan open, like, there's like, like the game is over, boys. Like you've you've got two lads that were meant to go back in 2019. They're meant to go in 2020. They're meant to go in 2021. And all, all this is now just built up fucking anger and like ready to be like, fuck yeah. you. I know I'm better than you. Because the Adam like, Jimmy tag team division is ready. Like, it's ready. Yeah. For, oh, it's more for, than ready. It's ready for somebody like, to come in and take over. Like, it, I can't wait just, to see Aussie Open versus TTMDK. That's going to mm. be. Oh, mate, that's going to be a banger. And like, that's. that's like, so Shane Michael Nichols and Shane Form back together. It's oh, so yeah, much more cool as well because once again, yeah, yeah, yeah. And bad dude Tito, he's he's wearing a mask. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, one more. Was it best in Japan in it? Um, Japan and then Europe. Okada, Okada, Okada. Spice it up. I think Okada is like no matter what. I feel like you can put Okada as the draw. Like anytime he's in a big match, it's watchable. But like. I'd like to throw this one under there and I'm just going to say I think Shingo is... Oh, yes. 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 Shingo's phenomenal. I feel uh, like... He's phenomenal. Okay, okay. Like, the, the, <laughs> weight, he's phenomenal. the weight that he carried, like, especially when I, when I couldn't do it. He did like, so well. He, he did, did well. it. And, like, although, like, he is my rival and I will always go, like, let's go head-to-head. I love getting a ring and fucking him up. It's one of my favourite things to do. Your rivalry doesn't miss. But, like... Never. It, <laughs> it doesn't miss. It doesn't. It's what happens when you put the best in England and one of the best in Japan together. Yeah. Right? It's just when, when the best are in the ring, they perform the best matches. And, like, one day it will happen again. But, like, for me, like, I, I don't know what it is, but this long, longevity... Is that the right word? Longevity. Yeah, longevity yeah. Even his stuff back in Dragon Gate, dude, was next level. Mm. And, like... My fantasy thing would be United Empire, like just you, United Empire versus Lij, just you lot going at it. Naito's the only one I've never faced. Mm. Naito's like the like so. 
I can clearly see that New Japan are probably going to save that one day. Yeah. Uh, but like the day does happen, like me and him clashing like a tag match recently. And it does fascinate me because like we are two completely different dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You <laughs> have the tranquilo, yeah. relaxed vibe to things. And I've got no fucking chill. <laughs> and if I've got an opportunity to smash you in the back of the fucking head, I will do it. And I will take every fucking opportunity where you sit back and you wait for yours. I think that's the, yeah, I think I'm very curious because I feel like because I feel like obviously you don't have to give away sports or anything, but I feel like you'd have a counter for a destino. I always do. I've got a counter for. Everything. <laughs> I feel like you'd have a counter for a destino. I've got a counter for everything. I'm I'm just I'm an animal when it comes to this game. Um, New Japan and Noah um, dropped a few seeds during Night Three of Wrestle Kingdom. Could you potentially ever see United Empire versus Congo? That would actually fascinate me. I, I've always been a big fan of uh, Naka Nakajima. I, mm-hmm. I love. His stuff, even um, when he was, uh, I think it's, is he like an adopted son to Kensuke? Is it something like that? It was yeah. like, so, like, his adopted son. So, I've always been a fan of his work. But, like, and I'm saying it, there is only one name from Noah. Like, the rest of them, like, <laughs> fair play to him, good luck to him, whatever. No, mate, no. Kill me on. No. The Kenji? Marafuji. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The OG. I was going to run out. The OG. The OG. The OG. The OG. I grew up watching that, man. And like, I, I'm even, I love telling people this. Like, when a lot of people, when they sign up in New Japan, they obviously like, oh, I'm going to use this as a platform to go somewhere else. When I watch Okada and Marafuji, what King of Pro King of Pro Wrestling. Yes, the title match in 2018. Yes. Just yes. I got to peek my head through the curtain. Because everyone normally watches through the screens, right? If you're in the factions, you watch at the screens. Instead, I went by the curtain and there wasn't there wasn't a single time when I was silent. They were either booing or cheering. And there was this weird vibe of like Noah fans oh, and New Japan, Japan fans. fans. It's an actual thing. Like there are like, you wonder why, like, there's certain times when, like, you can't feel certain houses because there are Noah fans and there are New Japan fans. And if they run on the same day, we're like, fucking, that's why we can't get some, some of the houses sometimes. But, like, there's always that thing that just, like, I've stolen at so many of Marafuji's moves. He's, like, literally an he's inspiration. Like, he's literally everyone's dad. Yeah. Like, I remember bringing him in, like, for, like, a London Lucha Forever show. Like, good restaurant. But, like, I remember bringing him in and just telling everybody I remember like have a look over there that man is Naomichi Marafuji he's probably invented every single one of your moves <laughs> people don't understand curb stomp no. curb stomp he invented it yeah, Spanish spread. fly he invented, he invented it slight spread he invented it that thing where you hit the ropes and then he hits the same ropes he invented it let's not touch those moves today guys let's show respect to the man and he just done this <laughs> does that does that mean to be you? <laughs> but I've met him, I'll probably cry. I'll be real. Yeah, oh, no, dude, he he, he that he. My friend's the one of the matches. Kenta, he showed me the work a while back. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the junior heavyweight yeah, specials. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. You guys, he's one of the greatest of all time. As in, yeah, hundred percent. For them two, like I feel like it's the only series that I've watched, maybe outside of Kenny and Omega, where every single match has gotten better. Yeah, yeah. That's it goes from ten minutes after, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so it goes yeah, from 10 minutes to 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 60 minutes, 70 the, minutes. The, the 45 minute one that they did, I can't remember where, but it's the one where Fuji fucking. Is that, is that the one in, in a draw? Oh, man. Yeah. No, it's the one where he like, oh, like, hits himself on the throat. Yeah. That's one of my favorite matches. So, like, if you want to see like, the, the amount of respect that I have for Marafuji is like unbelievable, right? But like, I, 
obviously my mate Paul, who's like my little, my big brother, he's always looked after me. He realizes how much of a big moment this is for me, like Marafuji. So I'm just like, hey, like everyone just show him respect, like he's Marafuji's son. And Paul just decides to nerve rattle me up and just be like, no, nah, mate. I'll call him son, daughter, wherever you are in his country. <laughs> but in England, he's Fuji, bruv. <laughs> and I was just like, Paul, please don't ruin this for me. This is a big deal for me. <laughs> um, and last, last, um, we're, we're obviously going to see um, Will, Europe. Let's, well, let's... Uh, we'll stretch it out. We'll stretch we'll, 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 Brexit. Europe. Uh, <laughs> Europe. Um, what is Brexit? I have no idea. <laughs> um, in Europe. I'm very happy for him. Um, I'll probably answer one more question. Um, another question. Actually, no, let's answer Jimmy's question. Big up, Jimmy. Um, what do you consider the worst storyline of all time? <laughs> what is the worst storyline of all time? There's so many. Progress is the very that's not a real bad one like a real okay no this one isn't only because Kyle's told I don't watch a product but Kyle told me this storyline and I was just kind of that makes no sense at all but go on I was gonna see it yeah when um, Rick Steiner was beefing um, uh, what's his guy called again Chucky do you remember that? And Chucky came out on TV. Yeah, that, was, uh, that was shit. What the hell was that? What? Chucky, Chucky, Chucky the Doll. Chucky the Doll. Chucky the Doll. I, I can, I can see why they do no, that. The storyline they came but I, I can see why they do that because they're trying to advertise Chucky the movie. So yeah. then they've got, to, they've got to play ball in a weird mm. way. So you got to put yourself in the promoter shoes there. Oh, we've got to advertise oh, Chucky. How do we Yeah. How do we do it? I oh, will bring him out on WCW with Rick Steiner or whatever like that. So I can see it from their point of view. The, the K.E. Vic one always stays in my head. Like, you oh, cannot yeah. convince me at all to hump a dead body. That's like, ever. Yeah, that's like, that's you, you can't. And, and the payoff. Like, Kane still loses. Kane loses. Yeah, Kane loses. Kane loses. <laughs> <laughs> and the title gets dissolved into the, come on. For the, four um, months. It was good. The Nine months. The Hell Bray Wyatt match as well, I felt so. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Hell in the Cell Bray Wyatt, that's, that's, a, that's one of the worst, that's a travesty. That's, I think more, like, there's not a worst storyline. I'd say that's more of the worst, like, ending. But, like, I felt so bad for Seth on that. Like, honestly, like, a guy that actually just really loved the Seth was actually vexed, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he said you got, you got into an argument with Vince afterwards. I see, I don't know what it is, but like everyone that I've ever talked to uh, post WWE, there, there is a lot of anger there. And I think that's one of the things where, like, once again, I'm very blessed because I, I have no aspirations of going there, right? But like, I think I remember Regal saying it sometimes. He was just like, go out, be a wrestler. If you want to go do a G1, go do a G1. If you want to do this, go do that. But the moment you come here, you lose all that control. This is a lifestyle. And even like, as much as I love wrestling, I like taking a break every now and again. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? I want to like, have all my friends around my house and do things that we're not meant to be doing and just like mm -hmm. enjoy Amsterdam. yourself. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. And, <laughs> but like, just enjoying yourselves. And I think that once it becomes a lifestyle, then I think that you start to lose that love for mm -hmm. what you do and the moment mm -hmm. you start losing that love then what is the point in doing this anymore mm -hmm. like we're in spandex fighting in front of people <laughs> like it just like doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense but for some reason like we have an attraction yeah, and a love to it so on that just gotta like I think that's why I've, I've never seen the fascination in going I'd like mm -hmm. I love the fact that I can go do a tour I can go be a rock star I can mm -hmm. like 
very ripped my shirt off and Japanese women are going, wow, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, and like, fucking touch, touch around, and they're just like, <laughs> like that, but like, and there's certain things about Japan where like, you can't go to a gold gym if you've got tattoos, you can't have them on show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, like, so it's mad shit like that, and like, I don't have a single tattoo, like, I've been tempted, like, but, <laughs> I just I don't believe in anything enough to tattoo on my skin, yeah. but um, but Same. like when, when it comes to like WWE, I do I think Randy it Savage is. on me. But... <laughs> and you believe in Randy Savage? No, my mates wanted to practice, so I let him. So that's a belief. So that's a belief in your friend, then. Yeah. That's a belief in your friend that you do a good job. But like, no, I think that's just kind of my thing with WWE. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. No matter what, it is like is your life, and like I think. Even, but I feel like Vince does say it quite a lot. Like once again, I don't know him, but like in interviews and what I can gauge, like he says, like I don't own a wrestling company; I own an entertainment yeah. company. So that's going to sound like such a dick. You guys aren't wrestlers; you're actors, and you just do wrestling. And I don't think that's a dick. I think you, you guys would make way more money than me. Like good on you. But like, mm. I just feel like that's why when I say like proudly, best wrestler, like. I'm a wrestler. I'm not an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, and but like, I know you guys can wrestle, but you're just not really allowed to show it. I guess I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't want to seem like I'm taking shots. I'm not. But it's just like I don't really know. Like, other than you want to make a lot of money and retire, that that's what WWE's kind of for these days. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think worst storyline for me was Triple H Booker T WrestleMania 19. <laughs> Oh, that was so bad, actually. And did you even give him the win? Yeah. Bruce Pritchard said that it wasn't um, racist. It was um, because he was a WCW wrestler. So that's what Triple H meant. Let's move on. Yeah, that's I just realised one of the thing Pirate trying to lock us off. Camera turn off because the plug. Um, but yeah, man, it's been a sick episode, man. Honestly, I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. We'll have to do this again. man. We've got to do this again, bro. I know. I would, obviously, I'd love to do it again. Uh, once again, thank you guys. I could love the the energy and the vibe that you guys brought to your call. And like, if you can, please come to every single fucking show because it makes it so much easier to work with you guys because you guys are actually like a part of the show and you make it enjoyable. Um, but like, more importantly, just thanks for like supporting New Japan. Like, when I watched the Forbidden Door one that you guys did. And the passion that you guys were talking about, like who actually came up with the name Forbidden Door, and it was like it was actually Tanahashi, and like it, it is Tanahashi. But I, told, was, I said it, I said it. But like I, I just generally like you guys can clearly see you love what you're doing, and it shows. And it's like I mean, you're in a fucking lovely studio. Last time I did like a, a podcast, I was in someone's living room. Uh, <laughs> weird, actually. But um, like I'm grateful to be here, and thank you very much for having me, and thanks for supporting New Japan Pro Wrestling. Thank you, bro. Bro, thank you, man. Bro, thank you, bro. Imagine the thing that I met you a few years ago. I took a picture now. Yeah, bro. Like, bro, I've yeah. don't even mind. Come on, man. Essex boys. Trust me. Essex boys, man. You used to live in Essex as well. Did you? Yeah, I used to. I live in Dagnan. I still live there now. Yeah. My mum's house is Dagnan. Where you live at? Rainham, right? I used to, now I'm Trafford 100. Trafford 100? That's on the corner. I can drive there. I was going to move. Can you drive there? I'm in Rayleigh. What's this? Oh, I used to work there. Where? Yeah, Mastic Point. Mastic Point in. Obviously, we work all over, but my main office was there. So you're telling me I can bump into you in a or something. Uh, whereabouts are you again? 
So like Dagnum, near, um, um, what's this? Um, what's that long? What's it? Near the A13. Near the A13. So when you come off, like when you come off the A13. Well, near Goldsbrook Leisure Centre, near that. Like, no, that's that's down the road. That's not far from there, though. It's not far from there. I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch. Like I wouldn't like if I was like, I'm going to Asda, I'm going Dagnum. Yeah. I'd just rather yeah. go to fucking Morrison's down the road or Sainsbury's. Morrison's the one next to like the big one. No, when you go to Ronford, when you go to Ronford. Near the theatre. Near the yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, that's local, fam. That's crazy. You yeah. ever in South End? I'm down the road from. Huh? You ever in South End? Face Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, listen. Sick episode. I've been an Alfie. Oh shit, that was on the live. <laughs> I'll take out, 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 I'll take out. You trying to take out? Leave in? Alright, cool, cool, cool. Fuck yeah, at this point, it's just like... Yeah, it's done. I always send the text. Just Jim and just... But, no, yeah. I just don't want fans knowing. Like, fans are horrible. Fuck, listen, listen. We can talk about off camera, we can talk about off camera. Fuck, listen, fuck the fans. Certain. 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 No, bro, we all talk off camera, bro. We all talk off camera. You'll talk off camera. Yo, guys, it's been Laffy. Dogboy. Knowledge. Lucha V. NK. Laps. Osprey. This is Wrestling's, the coolest fucking wrestling podcast in the world. If you're not one of the best in the world, you mm. won't come to this podcast. Let me be real. Let me see it. And as we always say, by the man them, for the, the man them. Wow, pussy Jade Cargill. I fucking love you to bits. Nothing, but I'm just like, wow, brave. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Shooting your shot. <laughs> She's a married woman. She, 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 yeah, she is married, yeah. Catch you guys next week. Hey.